Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today here on the World Famous Chicky Jaguar Radio program, we're going to get to Van Hip here in just a few moments. If you want to get a hold of us on Facebook, you can do so. Facebook.com/slash the Jiggy Jaguar. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide, Viber, the no-cost app that helps you meet new people, connect with friends, and explore what your neighborhood has to offer. Just set up a Kickstarter campaign to help catapult it to the next stage of development. It shines. Pick up some nautical reflections. It's a cleaner and polish you're all in one. Into the day, and you'll not only shine, you'll spend more time on the water. Nautical reflections. Don't leave shore without it. Nautical reflections cleans and waxes your boat in minutes instead of hours hours as it takes with other products self-cleaning capability and it's pleasantly scented go to www.nauticalreflections.com right now Bye. 
sing your heart out. Visit the Singing Megastore and do what you love the most in style. SingingMegastore.com, your only destination for singing resources covering musical categories including rock, pop, classical, musical theater, jazz and blues, Christian, alternative, teaching, and career guides. SingingMegastore.com, calling out professionals, teachers, students, and anyone who loves singing to join the most updated online store with music products at the lowest prices. SingingMegastore.com, love of singing. In us, when you're feeling down and out, people laugh and make a fuss. They don't know we can work things out. If you know someone who needs a helping hand, don't turn away, hide, put your head in the sand, say, Amen. Is there anything I can do? Janie holds a job at a grocery store. In us, when you're feeling down and out, people laugh and make a fuss. They don't know we can work things out. If you know someone who needs a helping hand, don't turn away. How to put your head in the sand? Say, hey man, is there anything I can do? Best in us when you're feeling down and out, people laugh and make a fuss. They don't know we can work things out. 
water needs a helping hand Don't turn away How to put your head in the sand Say amen Is there anything I can do? Let's fill you in on our newest marketing partner here at Transmedia Worldwide, MoneyWeeklyPaychecks.com. Here's an excellent opportunity to make money working from home. Make $250 to $2,500 per week. Get paid every Friday like clockwork. Great turnkey system with all the free training you need and only $40 to get started. Motor Club of America has been around for decades since 1926. Also, once you start your home-based business, you will receive 150k in benefits. That's right. Watch a business presentation at moneyweeklypaychecks.com. Here are the benefits you're going to receive. The MCA program benefits ERS, Emergency Road Service, 24-hour dispatch. You're provided help when you run out of gas, when you have a flat tire, or when your battery dies. You'll also receive towing services up to 100 miles. That's right, 100 miles from where your car has broken down. Protection is not limited to your normal vehicle. Coverage is also available for your boat, motorcycle, RV, dually truck, or even your livestock trailer, all at an additional no cost. Access to a locksmith. When you're locked out of your vehicle, emergency roam expenditure protection as well. This benefit covers the cost of splints, casts, lab work, x-rays, IVs, transfusions, anesthetics, nursing care, doctor care, and facility care. Also receive a $150 daily hospital benefit, up to $54,750. This benefit's not paid to the facility and hospital, but it's paid directly to you. If your normal auto insurance policy covers your hospital and doctor expenses, you keep this money. Accidental death coverage plan. Accidental death benefit plan. Traffic court defense disimbursement. Stolen automobile award. Stolen farm equipment award. Paid legal defense fees for both moving violations and personal injuries, up to $3,000. Receive a $500 arrest bond certificate. Receive up to $25,000 in jail bond. Also, stolen credit card protection. Receive travel planning and assistance service, whether you are traveling for business or for pleasure. Discounts received and ranging from 5% to 40% at car rental companies and major hotels. Discounts from 50% to 60% at major providers of vision, dental, and prescription. Check it out today. It's all available online. MoneyWeeklyPaychecks.com That's MoneyWeeklyPaychecks.com And for the people in the cheap seats in the back, it's MoneyWeeklyPaychecks.com And we'll spell it for you. M-O-N-E-Y-W-E-E-K-L-Y-P-A-Y-C-H-E-C-K-S dot com. And tell them you heard about it here on Trade Video Worldwide. Check out this incredible GoFundMe campaign. Fantastic stuff today. It is G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M slash the letter M. The number 7, the number 9, the letter N, the letter M, and the letter W. We have a 53-year-old man here named Ray. He's on permanent disability and needs your help. He's missing his five front teeth and needs dental implants. He cannot afford the dental fees. We tried to find a dentist to donate the services, but we're unsuccessful. You can read about him and make your donations at GoFundMe.com slash M79N. 
MW. He's a kind, generous man who helps others, especially senior citizens. He loves in return. He's self-conscious and suffers from social anxiety. He hopes to marry one day and bears the embarrassment of a toothless smile. His beautiful smile lights up his face. Won't you please make his dream come true by graciously donating to GoFundMe.com slash M79NMW. Please spread the word and thank you for your generosity. Thanks for listening to us here on Transmedia Worldwide. Check out one of our fantastic marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. That's right. It's a great Indiegogo campaign. Check out INDIEGOGO.com. Search Contribute. To Cameroon One, Cameroon One, a 501c3 charitable organization, focuses on helping orphaned children in Cameroon obtain basic human essentials by placing them in the households of surviving relatives and seeing that they receive access to essential health care, food, and education. All of the funds that are raised will drive will be given to the children through Cameroon One's in-home sponsorship and orphan health and education program. Check it out today. It's Indiegogo.com. Search Cameroon One. That's right. C-A-M-E-R-O-O-N-O-N-E. It's a fantastic, fantastic Indiegogo campaign. That's Indiegogo.com. Search Contribute to Cameroon One and tell him you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. It's a minute report for America. The United States has military policies it doesn't have the resources to uphold. Defense Secretary Ashton Carter recently spoke at the John McCain Institute in Arizona, emphasizing America's continued involvement in Asia. What Carter didn't admit was that the fleet needed to do this is a mere shadow of its former strength. The Navy's 600-ship fleet is down to about 250 vessels, the smallest since before World War I. Many of its most experienced and vital personnel have been forced out due to budget cuts. In its currently weakened condition, it faces a revitalized and expanding Russian Navy across the world and a Chinese Navy that is becoming dominant in the Eastern Pacific. Even more dovish observers, such as the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace, question America's ability to defend its specific interests going forward. Last year, former Defense Secretary Hagel emphasized the impact of budget cuts, stressing that the reductions, including shrinking the Army to its smallest size since before World War II, becoming by the end of 2015 smaller than North Korea's Army, and eliminating an entire fleet of Air Force fighter planes were difficult choices that will change defense institutions for years to come. That Air Force, by the way, is now at its smallest size than at any other point in its history. I'm Frank Pernuccio. Read more at usagovpolicy.com. Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were in but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? You want to be that uh, David Bowie song? Jiggy Blake Guitar Jeff. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. <laughs> 
I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the world famous Shiggy Jaguar radio program, coast to coast, to border to border. John Greenberg is coming up here in a few moments. We'll also talk to a great guest in this hour as well, Frank Vernuccio. Yes, that Frank Vernuccio will be with us. Sonia Madison in our second hour, another great guest in our second hour as well. And Jason Roberts will be at the top of next hour. And in our third and final hour today, we'll do a, uh, a health care panel with uh, Don Mazella, Dan Perkins, and our special guest, the head of Wellcove Healthcare. He'll be with us. Mr. Uh, Mr. Mann will be on our program today. If you want to get a hold of us on Facebook, you can do so. Facebook.com slash the Jiggy Jaguar. Also, if you want to get a hold of us on the Twitter, the Twitter, as they say, who is the Twitter? Where's the Twitter? I got a Twitter in my ass. I got a Twitter right in my ass. My ass is full of Twitter. Why do I sound like a, a, a housewife from uh, New York? Of Boston, I gotta go drive my car, and I gotta go to the bar, go Boston, I don't know, I'm gonna make fun of Boston people today, I don't know, who knows, why do we need to make fun of people on this show, that's what we do here. Five minutes after the hour, the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio broadcast is brought to you by our good friends over there at GoFundMe.com slash Wounded Heroes. Wounded Warriors Wellness Center. This comes from Hawaii. Gary Neese is with us today. Kuwani is a island in the mid-Pacific, part of the Hawaiian... Uh, I'm going to get this... I'm going to get this. I'm going to butcher this. It's nicknamed the Garden Isle, thanks to the tropical rainforest covering much of its surface, the dramatic clips, and, of course, pinnacles of its Nepali coast have served as a backdrop for major Hollywood films, while 10-mile-long Waimi Canyon and Nanalu trails traversing the sleeping giant ridge or hiking destinations. Movies have been filmed on the Kiwani since 1934 and can be reviewed here at filmkiwani.com slash movies-made-on-kiwani. And, of course, Kiwani Wounded Warriors Wellness Center Retreat and Sanctuary. The money requested will be used for the remodeling of the existing buildings, administrative costs, the addition of water parks, zip lines, hot tubs, soaking pools, rehabilitation equipment, and grounds maintenance. The rental space is the existing school building to the general public, and the water park income will assist in paying for the ongoing maintenance and upkeep of this beautiful property. We'll also be looking at government grants as well as progress past this initial funding. Uh, we've got some snapshots up on GoFundMe.com slash Wounded Heroes. And we'll spell it for you. G-O-F-U-N-D-M-A dot C-O-M slash W-O-U-N-D-E-D. H-E-R-O-E-S. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. We're going to get back into our discussion here. Got a lot of things coming up here today. Yay, today. Donald Mazzell and Dan Perkins will be with us in our third and final hour today. They'll be with us talking... uh, 
health care. Uh, Dan's got a lot of information, according to him, <laughs> on uh, on it. We have uh, our 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 Wellcove guy. He's going to be with us. God, they buy a lot of interviews on this show. They buy that guy a lot of opportunities. A lot of opportunities they get him. But uh, we will talk to them today on our program. Our app is still being worked on. I don't know what's going on there. Because we've had some issues. But uh, I don't know. We've got a we've got a good guest coming up in our uh, next segment. Uh, the great Irwin Zucker has provided us a uh, a fantastic guest with us today. And uh, trying to figure out where the heck that is. Where the heck is his stuff? There he is, a guest for Tuesdays. What he says. We're going to be talking with uh, Beyond a Doubt, a brand new book by Nancy Cole Silverman. We'll do that in our next hour. Uh, Logan? Legan? Legan E. Casper will be with us. Ms. Legan Casper is the author of Love. It's an erotic novel that is winning rave reviews and is likely to be made into a movie. Pronounced Legan. I always love how he how he sends me the the literary guide. <laughs> he knows I'm an idiot, and uh, <laughs> we've got we've got some fun stuff coming up today. Doorstep weed is coming to a town near you. That's right. This comes from the AntiMedia.org Premium Cannabis Subscription Club Pot Box. Yes, that is their name. They're running a monthly subscription service for registered medical marijuana users and has now doubled its appeal by launching a home delivery service currently operating in San Francisco and Los Angeles where recreational pot use is not legal. Subscribers subscribe to the service. They must be registered medical marijuana patients. Customers have a choice of different strains of weed, which are delivered with information about their genetic heritage as well as short descriptions of the type you may find on a fine wine for $149. That's right. For $149, the tasteful package contains a total of 10 grams of premium cannabis in small corked bottles, as well as two hand rolled joints. So people can get straight down to the business. <laughs> Smoke it. As soon as you get it out of the box, kids, Smoke them if you got them. I got them right here. Describing itself as a premium cannabis subscription club, the company prides itself on its ethically produced cannabis, which is grown on three farms in the Santa Cruz area. Potbox's website boasts that ethical cannabis is grown with the purest intention. With the well-being of the end user and the environment at heart, it's about carefully controlling all phases of the plants. Life cycle, creating a sense of stewardship over the entire process. From seed selection to harvesting. Production packaging, it's about respecting the rights and the livelihoods of the people who cultivate and harvest our cannabis. With medical marijuana use legal in 23 states across the U.S., the industry is booming. A high number of medical marijuana dispensaries in Santa Cruz are competing to offer high-quality medicinal marijuana with patients in the area allowed to grow cannabis for personal use. The cannabis collectives are also attempting to change the cultural perceptions of pot as a viable and safe alternative medicine for a range of medical conditions. We're going to put this article on our website at jiggyjagwire.com. And uh, I... 
I don't know. I, 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 I guess the idea is there for pot. I know that that Eric Schrack, the guy that did the uh, the K2 stuff up there in Salina, he, uh, up there in old Salina, Kansas, uh, he was starting to do home deliveries before they, uh, before they nailed his butt to the wall. They put him in jail, and then they enacted a law, passed that law, and then prosecuted him on that new law. It's like, really? How does this work? Where am I at? Am I in America still? Yes, unfortunately, we were, <laughs> we were in America at that time. Corruption Junction up there in old Salina, Kansas. I've had a lot of people mention about how I should move back to Salina. You think I'm ever going to give them the opportunity to, to, to put me in jail again up there in Zelina? I don't think so. I think you're probably out of your mind if you think that's happening. If you think that's going on, you're an idiot. So... You want to get a hold of us on our website? It is jiggycheckwire.com. We are going to take a time out and come back with more. Coming up. tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide, an amazing, amazing Kickstarter campaign. Check out kickstarter.com. There's a great campaign over there. It's Graeme Scribbler monthly subscription. That's right. This comes from Clarissa Ryan. It is Graeme Game Scribbler monthly subscription. Oh, yeah. It's a monthly subscription, which is dedicated to teaching programming through basic game development. What is Game Scribbler? Game Scribbler is a monthly subscription box, which is dedicated to teaching programming through basic game development. It is geared towards development on the Raspberry PI. So the programmer is not required to have a fancy computer or even an internet connection. Only a Raspberry Pi, which can be obtained for way less than $100. How does this work? Each month, the Scribbler will receive a game project workbook that outlines and details the code that is used to create a working game. Additionally, the project workbook will include many coding projects designed to teach basic coding concepts that are going to be used to develop the game. Along with a workbook will be an SD card with the, with the project game files, art, music, sounds. In addition to the project files, the operating system and development environments will also be included and configured. So all the coder has to do is an PI, and they are ready to start programming the game. Lots of more information is available at kickstarter.com. Search Game Scribble Monthly Subscription and tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. We put something on all the talk show hosts that Ajax can't take off. But we can't do it alone. So please contribute to the Jiggy Jaguar Show. Check out jiggyjaguar.com for more info. Uh, 
an incredible new marketing partner with us today, a Transmedia Worldwide. Check out Patrick's survival story. He's got an amazing story. Check it out at giveforward.com slash fundraiser slash OFD9 slash help dash orphan dash injured dash in dash war dash com dash two dash America. Patrick's survival story is featured in his great book, Happily Broken, Discovering Happiness Through Pain and Suffering. It can be found on Amazon.com. Check it out today or go to GiveForward.com. Search Help Orphan Injured in War Come to America and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners of Transmedia Worldwide. It's a great Indiegogo campaign. We love Indiegogo. What's your IQ, the TV game show that gives back? What is your IQ, the TV show that gives back free scholarships? Dennis Brown with us today. Dennis Brown is a college professor raising $50,000 to make a pilot show for his exciting, highly entertaining new TV game show. What's your IQ? A major game show production company has informed me. Once the pilot is shot and edited, we can definitely get the show on the air and get advertisers for the show. While it may not be one of the big four networks, it could definitely be on a major cable slash satellite network. In this show, you will watch the brightest university and college student teams battle it out to answer IQ questions that major different types of intelligence, including important but little-known facts and thinking outside the box to solve tough problems with a sudden burst of brilliant insight that's not only very impressive, but highly entertaining. The goal of What's Your IQ is to help solve America's growing student loan crisis. By giving back all cash prizes on each show to the winning university or college in the form of free scholarship grants that will then be awarded to deserving students. Check it out today on Indiegogo.com. I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search What's Your IQ, the TV game show that gives back. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Do you have a repair budget? This is ASC Auto Professional Pam Oaks telling you that there is a manufactured scheduled maintenance list on every car and truck. And your vehicle is no exception. Oil changes, transmission service, antifreeze all have service intervals. The good thing about these essentials, you can budget for them. I had a customer who was moving out of state. She knew her aging car would need servicing, but when was the right time? Every ASE Blue Seal shop and dealership can give their customers a printout of the factory maintenance schedule. This is a helpful tool to tell you when transmission services, antifreeze exchanges, and various other inspections are due. No service surprises, no unexpected dip in your bank balance. It's that simple. Like to know more about your vehicle? Visit me at carcarefortheclueless.com, making you a savvy car consumer. Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Welcome back to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program, iHeartRadio. Tune in, iTunes, radio loyalty, of course, 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 p.m. Mountain Standard and 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com on the TuneIn apps and Radio Loyalty. Our premium podcast is available at JiggyJaguar.info. 
Selected editions, as I mentioned, will be on iHeartRadio. Download the iHeartRadio app and also find it on our website, cheekyjaguar.com. Our telephone number, 267-22-JIGGY. We'll get to league in here in just a few moments here on our big program. She's our first guest today. We're also going to be chatting with John Greenberg later on in the program as well. And Frank Vernuccio will join us at the bottom of the hour. But before we do that, let's tell you about our sponsor for this great segment with Legan. It is the fantastic Bit Energy Smart Battery. Check out Indiegogo.com slash projects slash Bit Energy dash Smart dash Battery. It is an amazing, amazing deal. Check them out on social media as well. Facebook.com slash BitEnergyNow. It's a self-powering battery. It uses a cloud-based app to recharge any mobile phone. Recharge your phone over the internet. No more charging cords or electrical outlets. The Bit Energy smart battery can generate electricity to charge devices like smartphones over the internet. A potential lifesaver for the 3 billion people worldwide who lack access to reliable power. The free Bit Energy recharge app will take the hassle out of looking for a wall outlet to recharge your phone. Simply click a button, download digital energy files. Check it out today on Indiegogo.com. That's Indiegogo.com. I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search Bit Energy smart battery and tell them you heard about it here on transmedia worldwide we're going to get it with our uh with our first guest here in just a second uh our app is coming very soon if you want to get more details on that sign up on our mailing list at jiggyjaguar.com that's j-i-g-g-y-j-g-u-a-r.com and we will get you information on our new app as soon as it becomes available our first guest today ms legan casper she's the author of love it's an erotic new novel that is winning rave reviews and is likely to be made into a movie and she's with us today here on the telephone. Now, uh, Legan, tell us a little bit about this book, this new erotic novel. It's called Love. Tell me about it. That's right. The only book called Love. There's, it, it, surprisingly, there has never been a book just titled Love. So, yeah, I'm very happy to have been written, uh, to have written the book called Love. Um, it's an enticingly delicious novel that's a little bit different than your regular romance or erotic novels, you know, like Fifty Grays of Shades or so. It's not, the one big difference is there's no vulgarity, not even a four-letter word. It's really enticing in ways of, it's almost poetic. That's how erotic it is. An amazing, amazing book. The, the book is called Love. We've got Legan Casper with us today here on the broadcast. What inspired you to write this book? Very good question. <laughs> I was wa- I'm, I live in New York, and I was walking uh, very often. Uh, I do that very often. Go through Central Park, and I saw a man sitting on a bench, um, sixty years old, maybe reading a book. But he looked so content, so serene, and I noticed he had a golden wedding band. And I just suddenly, out of the blue, baptized him with the name Herzog. And I thought, gosh, Mr. Herzog must have this fabulous marriage. And I just started imagining and pondering. And then I went home and started writing the book about Herzog's life, just imagining how he met his wife, what they did, how it was so long-lasting and happy. You know, um, made him, making him look so content, so just, just serene and happy and just happy to live. Got- that was the major 
that point that inspired me to write it. We've got uh, Legan Casper with us today. Love is the latest. What's the overall theme of the book? Well, it's it's a it's a it's a kind of a different little uh, book. It's not your regular romance novel. It's um, it's something where a reader can journey and experience all of your senses, every one of the senses. Um, it's not just about liking. You know, we've all met people. Um, or we, we, we were in like, we desired, we had lust, um, we were attracted to somebody, and very often we just say, I, I love him, we love. But love is something where you really have to dare to suffer love. It's more than just liking and, oh, everything is happy. It's, it's a rainbow, and a rainbow is made of sunshine and rain at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Yeah. We've got the fantastic Legan Casper with us today. She joins us live on the telephone talking about her great book. It's called Love. Why do you think that this book will appeal to readers? Well, interesting. interesting, Well, first of all, vulgarity has, as you probably know and see everywhere, has dominated and is dominating pop culture. Yes. So this book is very different, and it brings us a little bit back where we can indulge in the beautiful things that there is no need. We, we will see that there is so much more beauty in the simplicity of just a look. You look across the room, and you feel how the eyes touch. If you've ever had that experience, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, wait for it. It's <laughs> out of this world. <laughs> really. You know, it's like, that's, that's really the first time we touch it's with our eyes. And, and either it just totally ignites a flame that is a raging fire and you can't escape it anymore, or it hurts. And best to walk away from it. <laughs> so it basically also... Uh, speaks about journeys through the senses, through every one of the senses where you, where you experience how eyes touch, what I say. Sometimes there is so much more said with just the eyes, and no words need to be spoken. You know? It's, um, you watch somebody. You watch somebody across the room. You just know what they're thinking. You connect. There's just... A blink of an eye. He, he just looks at you, or she just looks at you, since you're a guy. <laughs> and, my gosh, it's, you, you enter a different sphere, a different world. We've and got a great guest with us today. Uh, Legan Casper joins us here in our big program. Uh, how does your book and some of the characters in your book parallel your life, and how is it different? the absolute most exemplary utopia you can possibly imagine but make true in real life. <laughs> it's totally imaginary. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it's something we will all indulge in. Hopefully once, uh, once the book is read, you say, oh my gosh, I want to be like Herzog. Interestingly enough, um, I have heard from more men having read the book 
and um, uh, sending me emails or contacting me on Facebook and say, oh, thank you so much for writing this book. Um, it seemed to have struck a big core with men of what they really wish to experience in a relationship, of what they really want to indulge, of what is really turning them on. It's not the sex goddess of Kama Sutra and uh, Phallusville City, the capital of Venus, <laughs> or something like that. It's really somebody who clicks with them, who gets them, who, who entices them without saying too much. There is no need for too much talk to leave a little mystery, to allow a man to imagine all of what you can be in his mind. And the moment you start talking, you ruin it for him. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, it's true. We all have our dream man or dream woman in our mind. It's something, the moment we spot somebody across the room, it's, you're the dream man or you're the dream woman. That's the one he always imagined. Now, as long as you don't do anything that ruins that image, <laughs> you are the dream man or dream woman. I love Ain't that. Ain't that true? Yes, it is. Is it very what much I'm is. saying, young man? <laughs> it very much <laughs> is. Well, uh, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break here with Legan. When we come back, we're going to keep chatting with her about this incredible book. It's called Love. We've got more coming up here on our world famous Cheeky Check while you show back here in a few moments. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners, the Transmedia Worldwide, an amazing, amazing Kickstarter campaign. Check out Kickstarter.com. There's a great campaign over there. It's Graham Scribbler Monthly Subscription. That's right. This comes from Clarissa Ryan. It is Graham Game Scribbler Monthly Subscription. Oh, yeah. It's a monthly subscription, which is dedicated to teaching programming through basic game development. What is Game Scribbler? Game Scribbler is a monthly subscription box, which is dedicated to teaching programming through basic game development. It is geared towards development on the Raspberry Pi. So the programmer is not required to have a fancy computer or even an internet connection. Only a Raspberry Pi, which can be obtained for way less than $100. How does this work? Each month, the Scribbler will receive a game project workbook that outlines and details the code that is used to create a working game. Additionally, the project workbook will include many coding projects designed to teach basic coding concepts that are going to be used to develop the game. Along with the workbook will be an SD card with the, with the project game files, art, music, sounds. In addition to the project files, the operating system and development environments will also be included and configured. So all the coder has to do is an PI, and they are ready to start programming the game. Lots of more information is available at kickstarter.com. Search Game Scribble Monthly Subscription and tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. An incredible new marketing partner with us today, a Transmedia Worldwide. Check out Patrick's survival story. He's got an amazing story. Check it out at giveforward.com slash fundraiser. Slash O oh, 
fd9 slash help dash orphan dash injured dash in dash war dash com dash two dash america patrick's survival story is featured in his great book happily broken discovering happiness through pain and suffering it can be found on amazon.com check it out today or go to giveforward.com search help orphan injured in war come to america and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Log on right now to the Jiggy Jaguar website. We have all the updates and all the bits online at www.jiggyjaguar.com. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. It is a fantastic GoFundMe campaign. G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M slash Wounded Heroes. Wounded Warriors Wellness Center. It's by Gary Neese. Gary Neese is attempting to get a Wounded Heroes Sanctuary. The money requested will be used for the remodeling of existing buildings, administrative costs, the addition of a water park, zip lines, hot tubs, soaking pools, rehabilitation equipment, and ground maintenance. The rental of the space in the existing school building to the general public and the water park income will assist in paying for the ongoing maintenance and upkeep of this beautiful property. We'll also be looking at the government for grants as we progress past this initial funding. The following is a snapshot. You can get more information at GoFundMe.com slash Wounded Heroes. That's right. Their mission statement, there are so many results that follow someone when they get their limbs blown off or severed. Depression, opiate, alcohol addiction, rejection from society, to name just a few. And they're going to help you with these challenges. We want to help the heroes. Check out G-O-F-U-N-D-M-A dot C-O-M slash Wounded Heroes. And Tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. It is a tremendous Indiegogo campaign. Check out Indiegogo.com. Search Bit Energy, the smart battery. That's right, it's a self-powering battery. It uses a cloud-based app to recharge any mobile phone. Recharge your phone over the internet. No more charging cords or electrical outlets. The Bit Energy smart battery can generate electricity to charge devices like smartphones over the internet. A potential lifesaver for the 3 billion people worldwide who lack access to reliable power. The free Bit Energy recharge app will take the hassle out of looking for a wall outlet to recharge your phone. Simply click a button and download the digital energy file. Check out Indiegogo.com. Search Bit Energy, the smart battery. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. Hi, this is real estate investor Lance Edwards with today's Real Estate Minute. The dream of getting started in real estate investing is often squandered by one simple limiting belief. The false belief that you have to be rich or just have more money than you already have to get started. Don't be fooled. You do not have to use your own financial resources to do real estate deals, especially in small apartments. What's more is you can often get a small apartment building with no bank qualifying through seller financing, making it even easier to start building wealth in real estate. Learn about small apartment investing with a free copy of my number one best-selling book, How to Make Big Money in Small Apartments. Get your free book and CD at free 
apartmentsbook.com. That's free, apartmentsbook.com. The Jiggy Jaguar radio program continues. Cast, big broadcast continues, coast to coast and border to border. 50 plus AM FM stations in the Jiggy Jaguar radio network. Our telephone number 267-22-JIGGY. Also get a hold of us on iHeartRadio. Our podcast, which is a premium piece of business, which includes commercial free episodes available at JiggyJaguar.info. Check it out today. It's JiggyJaguar.info. Let's tell you about a great sponsor we have for this segment. It is a great Kickstarter campaign. It's Kickstarter.com. Search Tula Valley. That's right. Tula Valley is a new interest network that aims to change how people connect through the things they're passionate about and the goals that they share. Tula Valley. Oh, yeah. Tula Valley. It is an amazing piece of business. Check it out today. and It's available on Kickstarter.com. We've got a great guest with us today here on the telephone, and uh, she is an incredible author. She's got a great new book out there. It's called Love. It's an erotic new novel, and Legan Casper is the author, and Legan is with us on the telephone. Now, Legan, with this book, you've you've put a lot of time and effort. You've put a lot of research into this. Um, What makes your book different from others like it out there in the marketplace? Well, as I said earlier, um, first of all, um, it's um, it's an erotic novel. It's not your regular romance novel, nor is it a, a, a novel about eroticism that goes into a vulgar, um, F-word-using kind of genre or kinkiness that um, can be a little bit, um, um, well, appalling. <laughs> I don't know. So it's 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 something that comes out at the right time when there is too much vulgarity dominating pop culture and something where you can take a refreshing little dive and experience what romanticism, eroticism should really be like, a magneticism, you know, where, where eyes touch and touch you in places where lips and hands can't even wander. And even though there are tremendously, um, well, there is quite a a good amount of erotic, um, um, how do you say that, (laughs) one-on-ones, a journey of intimacy, shall we call it? (laughs) Um, There is, you know, um, there is, even the body parts are not described in, you know, the butt, the this, the that. It's poetic. It's al- allegoric. It's metaphor is used. Um, the the crimson orchid, for example. <laughs> but it's really lush. It's like you, mm, you, you really smell the fragrance of a flower. Or... It also emphasizes on how important it is what you smell in the partner. You know, when you first hug, what's that whiff you got? Do you like it? Yes. Closer? Do you feel repulsed? Is it too much? Then the person will eventually be too much. But if you feel like you want to get closer and closer and yum, you just want to take a bite of it, then delicious, have fun. 
You know, it's it's really it's really um, simplistic in one way and common sense, but we forget about common senses very often. Same way as you look at a piece of cake. Hmm, I feel like having some dessert. Hmm, that looks good. That cake. Now you want to first take a whiff. What's in there? What are the ingredients? Yamo, chocolate, roasted hazelnuts, a little bit of vanilla, cream. Now you want to take a little spoon and take a little bite of it. Don't rush it and dulge it down. And then it's over with and burp. No! One piece at a time. Indulge. It's about indulgence. Now you're hungry for a piece of cake, right? Yes, yes indeed. Uh, Wait. <laughs> We've got uh, a great guest with us today. Legan Casper joins us. She has got a great erotic new novel. It's called Love. Um, I guess before we let you go, what's next for you as an author, and how can fans reach out to you? Um, well, first of all, the book is available in most every bookstore worldwide. Okay. Um, uh, Barnes & Nobles, um, wherever you go to get your books, or you can go online. It's available on every bookseller online including Amazon it's also available as ebook so um, that's an important thing to mention and uh, please buy my book and your life will change forever and um, the next is I'm writing currently on a historical thriller something very different but something I do more often this erotic novel was a little sidestepping where I wanted to indulge myself in what my imagination had to offer. And um, that's what I'm doing right now. Well, good. Oh, I'm writing a small little guidebook. Sense oh, really? In between. Yes. Sensing Mr. Right Guy. Mm -hmm. Little dating <laughs> guide for girls. How you doing? Mm -hmm. It's the opposite of the game. Yeah, we're being clued. That young, is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, when when those when those are finished, get a hold of me. We'll have you come back on the program. Sure will. Definitely. Thanks for having me. Oh yes, I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Thank you, Legan. We're going to take a time out. Frank Bernuccio on the way. John Greenberg will be at the top of the hour. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners, Transmedia Worldwide. It's a great Kickstarter campaign. K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R dot -E com slash projects slash one six eight one one six nine nine two five slash T-U-V-A-L-I-E. That's right. Tuvali. Oh yeah. Tuvali is a new interest network that aims to change how people connect through the things they're passionate about and the goals they share. Check it out today. It's Tuvali on Kickstarter. Search that out at kickstarter.com and tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. Let's tell you about one of our great marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. It's a fantastic new online business. It's called the 110 Method. Anyone can join for $7 to get in. It is 100% residual income. It is team building. It's a matrix, and the product is tools that will help people market their business. 
We're building a team and trying to advertise for people to get in. This is not like the average opportunity where the people at the top make all the money and you don't make anything. All the tools are given in the back office for you to promote the opportunity in any other business you may have. We have team meetings every Monday, and some people have 400 or more people in their team already. The company launched the opportunity on January 1st, 2015, and has gone viral since being released. If people want to join, all they need is $7 to get in, and there will be 10 opportunities to increase your income. Check out the website, O-W-N-M-A-T. R-I-X dot com slash question mark R-E-F equals six one six three seven. Check that out today. It's O-W-N-M-A-T-R-I-X dot com slash question mark R-E-F equals one six three seven. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. An incredible new marketing partner with us today. A Transmedia Worldwide Check out Patrick's survival story. He's got an amazing story. Check it out at giveforward.com slash fundraiser slash OFD9 slash help dash orphan dash injured dash in dash war dash com dash two dash America. Patrick's survival story is featured in his great book, Happily Broken, Discovering Happiness Through Pain and Suffering. It can be found on Amazon.com. Check it out today or go to GiveForward.com. Search Help Orphan Injured in War Come to America and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. The Jiggy Jaguar Radio Network is growing by leaps and bounds. If you would like to be added to our growing list of network stations, please send us an email to JiggyJaguar at JiggyJaguar.com. And who knows, maybe your station could become part of the most powerful network on the worldwide. The Jiggy Jaguar Radio Network, broadcasting live at the home base of JiggyJaguar.com. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. Great new author out there, Justin Sloan's book, Creative Writing Career, Becoming a Writer of Movies, Video Games, and Books, is now discounted to 99 cents. And 25% of the profits go to supporting military veteran writing programs. This guide to positioning yourself for a career as a creative writer includes author interviews with writers from Pixar, Assassin's Creed 2, Destiny, Game of Thrones, and many, many more. Everyone wants to be a writer, and they want to know what they can do to make the dream come true. However, most aspiring writers do not understand how to position themselves, so they are ready when presented with an opportunity. Based on a lifetime of struggling to make it as a creative writer, creative writing career, becoming a writer of movies, video games, and books, is a guide for aspiring writers to help them position themselves in an extremely competitive field. Check out Justin M. Sloan on Twitter and go to Amazon.com and type in Justin Sloan. Search creative writing career, becoming writer ebook. It's available right now. On Amazon.com and tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. Bodies are piling up in Seattle from a killer that won't stay dead. Dr. Paul Powers is back in immortal fear, a medical thriller, hunting for a degenerate evil and trying to warn the world before high-tech medicine creates an apocalypse. But the killer is coming for Paul and the woman he loves. 
and time is running out. Immortal Fear, the best-selling medical thriller by H.S. Clark. Get it now at Amazon.com. Welcome to the Racing to Success Minute with Nadine Lajoie. Stop procrastination and make things happen. This is one of the most problems that I meet when I have my coaching clients. A lot of people, they are not even taking action. Make things happen means, first, you need to see and decide what you want to do. Second, you are having a plan. Building a plan, building a strategy around that will help you realize more of your dreams. And third is taking action. Without action, without getting on this bike, without getting on the racetrack of a business, of real estate, or whatever goals you have, nothing will ever happen. So make things happen at NadineRacing.com. One of 700 radio show hosts included in the book, Talk Radio Wants You. This is the Jaguar Radio Program. Wow, oh wow. We've got Frank Vernuccio coming up here in a few moments here on our world-famous Chiggy Jaguar Radio Program. 48 minutes after the hour, we'll get to Frank here in just a few moments. He's got some economic numbers which are not very, very fun. <laughs> But we'll talk to Frank about that here in a few moments. And also, we're going to be talking about this Iranian deal. Uh, each and every weekend, Frank is available on amfm247.com. Before we get to Frank, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners, a Transmedia Worldwide, Tuve Lee. It's a new interest network that aims to change how people connect through the things they're passionate about and the goals that they share. They've set up a great Kickstarter campaign at kickstarter.com. Search Tuve Lee. That's right. T U V A L I E. Check that out and tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. Now, Frank, these uh let, let's start with these <laughs> let's start with these odd economic numbers. What do you have for me, my friend? It's great to be with you again, James. Yes. Unfortunately, the news, once again, from the economy is not all that great. The picture continues to be an economy in trouble. And the Census Bureau has just released some numbers saying that adjusted for seasonal variation and all that good stuff, um, there is a decrease in retail services of about 0.3%. Further indication the economy is weak and not recovering at all. Um, at the same time, the Federal Reserve says that industrial production has decreased about 0.2%. And, of course, these numbers have been down pretty much consistently throughout 2015. So it's not a one-month flip. It's fairly consistent and very, very worrisome. Unemployment continues to be really a problem. Now, we know that some of the numbers that have come out seem to be improving. We're going to about 56 5.5%, and even lower. But the reality is it doesn't account all the folks out there who just lost their benefits and aren't being counted, or guys and gals who maybe were making sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year and maybe make twenty thousand, twenty dollars a week mowing somebody's lawn, they're considered employed. But obviously, their economic power is nowhere near where it should be. The only thing that has gone up, according to all the numbers, is the amount of taxes the federal government is collecting. 
Uh, that doesn't help you and me very much at all, does it? No. <laughs> no, not at in all. In fact, some are saying that the number, the way it comes in, is that basically it's about $16,000 from every household that's being collected. Excuse me, that's 16000 for every person in the country in terms wow. of federal taxes. And despite all of that, the Fed still ran a deficit in the last reporting period. <laughs> How does how does this happen? Is 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 this just mismanagement? A lot of it has to do with the federal government getting involved in things the federal government never traditionally was involved in. We know there's been a dramatic jump in things like food stamps, for example, um, social welfare type programs. Oddly enough, at the same time that we've slashed what used to be a big part of the budget, um, defense. That's gone down to about 16%, one six percent of the federal budget. All those other numbers are much higher in terms of things like welfare programs, Social Security, things of that sort. So before the federal government can spend a dime on defending the country or keeping the courts open and doing that sort of thing, all those numbers have to come down first. We're seeing the functions that the government is supposed to do decline in the amount of support they're getting, while all the things traditionally the government did not do, increasing in cost. <laughs> I just... Uh, how, how, do, how do we get... How, how do we fix this? Is there is there a possibility to do this? or? Yeah, I think there is. But the thing is, we have to go back to what the government is actually supposed to do and what the government is not supposed to do. And a lot of those social welfare numbers, by the way, are not even being spent on Americans. That's right. Illegal aliens now are accounting for larger and larger parts of the dollars that we're spending on social relief. The United States has become the relief agency for planet Earth. <laughs> See, this this is the thing. I, I've, I've always wondered what the heck was going to happen when we became the relief agency for planet Earth, and that's what it is. It's It's just giant disaster, my friend. I've spent a lifetime in state and local government in both Democrat and Republican administrations. And one thing I can tell you that everybody agrees on, resources are always limited. You can only raise taxes so high. And if you're going to spend a lot of these dollars on people who aren't even legal residents of the United States, let alone citizens, well, you have to take that money from someplace. And so far, we've been taking it from essential things that American citizens need. We've been taking it from things we need to keep our country safe. Altogether, not a very wise policy. We've got Frank Fernuccio with us today, 54 minutes after the hour. Um, the Iranian deal is uh, a dicey, dicey situation. We've been talking about them for the last couple weeks here with all sorts of different uh, part of our regular panelists, and uh, we've been talking a little bit about it with you, my friend. What's the latest? Well, according to the deal that it was struck today, or at least about 4 o'clock this morning, um, the Iranians will be getting about half a trillion dollars in unfrozen assets and sanction relief. And in return, all the West really gets is basically pushing back Iran's ability to potentially make a bomb from about three months to a year. After eight years or so, I believe it's between eight and ten years, depending on the text of the agreement, um, there's no restrictions on Iran at all. But here's the kicker. Iran was already a signatory to the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Pact. They've been a signatory for decades. They haven't abided by that agreement. 
Why does anyone think they'll abide by this agreement? After they get the bucks, the good half trillion dollars or so that they're hoping for, they have no incentive whatsoever to comply with this deal. So, uh, <laughs> we all got screwed, basically, here. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, unfortunately, it does look that way. Um, I, Iran has been hitting one home run after the other. Now, even though Iran and ISIS are supposedly enemies, ISIS has been the biggest favor Iran ever got. It's given them an excuse to put their troops into Iraq to gain extraordinary influence throughout the entire Middle Eastern region. And, of course, the fact that the United States has been very reluctant to do substantial military action against ISIS has played directly into the Iranian hands. So this whole couple of years has been one home run after the other for the Iranian people. Maybe that home run derby that's down at the All-Star game, <laughs> if the Iranians were in it, I think they'd be the winners of the derby. <laughs> now, uh, now, now, Frank, you, you've, you've written some pieces for, uh, for uh, your website and also uh, for AMFM247.com. What's the latest that you've got out there, my friend? Well, the United States naval sea power is really crashing through the floor. Um, by 2020, it looks as though the Chinese will have a better navy in some ways than ours. Certainly, they'll have more submarines than ours. And with the budding Russian-Chinese alliance, that spells danger for the immediate future. Wow. Okay. Well, give us give us some good news before we leave, Frank. Is there any good news there certainly is. You have to feel pride and you have to feel a great sense of accomplishment at the mission that NASA is just doing right now to the planet Pluto. We're going to learn about a lot about how the universe was formed. And by the way, if you think there's no practical effect of this in terms of our daily lives, it's suspected that the comet that destroyed the dinosaurs, caused a mass extinction on Earth, came from the region where Pluto is now. We might learn a lot more about how to prevent another comet from colliding into Earth and destroying, uh, destroying humanity the same way it destroyed the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs I hear didn't have a space program. We do, and that might save us the way it didn't save the dinosaurs. Wow. Okay. Well, there, there is some good news. I, on that note, we will leave it there, my friend. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate you being with us today. Catch Frank each and every week on AMFM247.com and USA Gov Policy, and uh, we will talk to you next Tuesday. Thank you, man. Look forward to our next discussion, James. Take appreciate care. Appreciate it, sir. Frank Vernuccio with us today. We're going to take a time out and come back. Oh, my God. We got to play catch up today. John Greenberg coming up, followed by Jason Roberts. And then we're going to be talking to uh, another guest, another author. And then our healthcare panel, Sonia Madison, somewhere in there. We got more coming up, hour number two, off and running here in moments. Pick up some nautical reflections. It's a cleaner and polish your all-in-one. Into the day, and you'll not only shine, you'll spend more time on the water. Nautical reflections. Don't leave shore without it. Nautical reflections cleans and waxes your boat in minutes instead of hours, as it takes with other products. Self-cleaning capability, and it's pleasantly scented. Go to www.nauticalreflections.com right now. <laughs> 
Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. This is an amazing, amazing GoFundMe campaign. Check out G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M slash family too. We've created a great campaign on GoFundMe. It's GoFundMe.com slash family too. We need the advertised money to raise awareness to help this needy family. Check out G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M slash F-A-M-I-L-Y, the number two. GoFundMe.com slash family two. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. Check out this incredible GoFundMe campaign. Fantastic stuff today. It is G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M slash the letter M, the number 7, the number 9, the letter N, the letter M, and the letter W. We have a 53-year-old man here named Ray. He's on permanent disability and needs your help. He's missing his five front teeth and needs dental implants. He cannot afford the dental fees. We tried to find a dentist to donate the services, but we're unsuccessful. You can read about him and make your donations at GoFundMe.com slash M79NMW. He's a kind, generous man who helps others, especially senior citizens. He lives in return. He's self-conscious and suffers from social anxiety. He hopes to marry one day and fears the embarrassment of a toothless smile. His beautiful smile lights up his face. Won't you please make his dream come true by graciously donating to GoFundMe.com slash M79NMW. Please spread the word and thank you for your generosity. Thanks for listening to us here on Transmedia Worldwide. Jiggy Jaguar. Neil Bortz with us today. He's If they put Fox News on, liberals will complain. Uh-huh. If they put CNN on, conservatives are going to complain. Jiggy Jaguar. We've got Tom Donahue with us today. I started to organize, uh, no, not like Obama. Jiggy Jaguar. Publisher of Talkers Magazine, Michael Harrison. And uh, it's a lot of fun, and, and it's very informative, and uh, it, it does a lot of things. One, it, it's www.jiggyjaguar.com. Check out one of our fantastic marketing partners at Trans Media Worldwide. That's right, it's a great Indiegogo campaign. Check out I N D A E. G-O-G-O dot com. Search contribute to Cameron 1. Cameroon 1, a 501c3 charitable organization, focuses on helping orphaned children in Cameroon obtain basic human essentials by placing them in the households of surviving relatives and seeing that they receive access to essential health care, food, and education. All of the funds that are raised... Will drive will be given to the children through Cameroon Ones in home sponsorship and orphan health and education program. Check it out today. It's Indiegogo.com. Search Cameroon One. That's right. C A M E R O O N O N E. It's a fantastic, fantastic Indiegogo campaign. That's Indiegogo.com. Search Contribute to Cameroon One and tell him you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. And now it's time for the question of the week. Hi, this is ASC Automotive Professional Pam Oaks, and it's time to take a 60-second break and make you a savvy car consumer. Today, let's reach into our car care for the clueless mailbag and answer a listener's question. Diane from Greenwood, Indiana writes, What's an engine code? I was told again there were several engine codes in my car. How many can a car have in its lifetime? Do older cars have more codes? Diane, each vehicle has hundreds of codes that can be triggered by a fault, a problem. 
the more sophisticated the vehicle, the more possibilities codes can be triggered. The key is not having that check engine light illuminate on your dashboard, indicating trouble. The key is to keep your vehicle maintained. And if you notice something a little out of order, have it checked out ASAP and keep money in your wallet. Lesson learned. Want to learn more about your vehicle? Visit me at carcarefortheclueless.com, making you a savvy car consumer. Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were the but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267-22-Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? You must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy, play guitar. Jeff, it's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey. I'm, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Welcome to hour number two of the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. John Greenberg coming up here in a few moments, our good buddy. We're going to be chatting about soccer in the United States with John Greenberg here in a few moments. If you want to get a hold of us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anything, check out our website, JiggyJaguar.com. We're on the TuneIn apps, Radio Loyalty. Selected editions will appear on iHeartRadio and 50-plus AM FM stations in the Jiggy Jaguar radio network and our telephone number, 267-22-JIGGY. This segment is brought to you by our good friends over there at GoFundMe. That's right, GoFundMe.com slash family, the number two. Let's tell you a little bit about this. This is a uh, great GoFundMe campaign. We're going to help a needy family survive. This comes from Glendale, California. There is something that all people must have, a decent home to live in. It gives to a family, to an individual, the opportunity to be stronger for tomorrow and build a substantial future. It boosts one's sense of dignity and pride, which in turn, it turns its increases the educational employment prospects. The basic need of a decent home in Armenia is really hard to find. To just have, uh, just like a family with five kids, the house they live in has no windows to protect them. The family uses pot to boil water so they can at least have a shower once or twice a week. There is no jobs for these people to survive or come out of this horrible, unbare life. And they currently are living in. Check out Help a Needy Family Survive at G-O-F-U-N-D-M-A dot C-O-M slash family, the number two. We'll spell it for you one more time. G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. M slash F A M I L Y, the number two. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. John Greenberg is with us today. Now, John, fairly recently, my good friend, we've had uh, a uh, quite the fun with the soccer. Um, USA wins the World Cup. Uh, this, this is absolutely amazing, unprecedented. Tell me a little bit about this. Well, it was an artistic success. <laughs> uh, hello. You know, it yes. was. It, it was yes. an artistic success. It was. You saw the fastest three goals uh, by one player in a world in a World Cup game. Uh, Carly Lloyd did it. She scored uh, three goals in 16 minutes, 
and a five to two score in soccer uh, is a blowout. So amazing! It, the, uh, it captured the fancy of the public because they drew uh, twenty three million viewers. That makes it the most watched soccer game in U.S. history. <laughs> and wow, yeah, this this was a wonderful. Uh, July 4th, it was played on uh, Independence Day night, uh, or it was played on July 4th weekend on Sunday night. It was yep. a great present for us. But now we have the hangover. <laughs> and the hangover consists of, show me the money. Yes. Because in 2014, the uh, German men's team won the World Cup. And their team prize was $35 million. The, the U.S. men's team lost in the first round. They got $8 million, even though they played one game and lost. What did our champions get? $2 million for the whole team. Really? 25 people. Yeah. Right. And even though... Uh, the, the soccer team, the women's team, got a Manhattan ticker tape parade, and even though Sports Illustrated put out an addition, they got a cover for each member of the team, 25 covers. This is wonderful, but as far as what it's going to do for women's soccer at the professional level in this country, that remains to be seen. We've still got a long, long, long way to go. John Greenberg with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone. Now, um, women's soccer, there, there, there was a lot of folks that were really in, entangled in this game. Was it, was right. it because they'd gotten to the finals or was this, uh, wh- wh- why do you think people were so entrenched in this? Well, I think it's, women's soccer is, is a sport that is emerging. I saw a report where there's, there's two million participants, two million women are playing soccer in this country. Okay, and it's something that is uh, encouraged and it's supported at the local level. But women's soccer is like men's soccer. It's controlled by the FIFA. And we heard about FIFA and all the scandals and and everything else. And uh, unfortunately, uh, FIFA had leaked. At least they brought it to the level that there could be a women's World Cup. Uh, to that, I, I give them uh, accolades for that. But on the other hand, uh, you say, well, uh, you know, the women are not selling tickets. It's just like the women's NBA. Yeah. Well, I think that this is my, my opinion for what it counts, that women are not sports fans. They're not going out and buying tickets to support the women's teams. Amazing. And I think that uh, until it gets to the point that, that women are going to be following uh, sports to the passionate extent that that men do, there's always going to be a, a big difference, a big difference in the money that's involved. We've got John Greenberg with us today. Now, tell us about the money difference here with the, with the men and the women. Tell me about this. Well, it, it's absolutely huge because they have what they call the National Women's Soccer League. And, and their players are earning somewhere between 6000 and 30000 <laughs> That's for a season. And there's women on our World Cup team, Americans, who are playing in Europe. 
And what they were getting, uh, there's reports that they were getting like maybe $100,000. So, you know, when you get into the idea of women professional sports, uh, it, it seems in all sports, basketball, soccer, uh, that there's a big disparage, uh, disparage, you know, big, big gap between what the women command and, and what the men command. How do we I, how do we fix that, or is there is there any fixing of that, John? Well, I think it gets down to uh, the marketplace, and it it seems that the the sports that bring in the most money, National Football League, that's the that's the most lucrative uh, sport in the world. We're talking a ten billion dollar enterprise. A lot of that is fueled by gambling, and gambling. Uh, is betting on the games. It's also fantasy football. Fantasy football has, has just... Oh, uh, that has just exploded. Of, that's exploded. And you, you don't see any interest in, in fantasy uh, sports. It, it's almost... You, you don't see it too much in hockey. You don't see it in baseball, but you sure do see it in, in pro football. Uh, it, maybe you're starting to see it in college football, but... Uh, until you get this interest in wagering, uh, that's going to, to keep a sport from really from really exploding. And uh, it just seems that the the people who want to bet on things they're they're just not interested in wagering on women's sports. They treat it like a, a sideshow. You know, it's not the main event. It's not the big event. It's you know, it's it's just a something that's on the midway that's a sideshow to to bring the customers in <laughs> and uh, I, I yeah because even this FIFA, it's a side uh, show. Uh, Blatter, uh, you know Seth Blatter, he, he says oh the, the women are so attractive in the soccer uniforms well you know that's that's not treating them with with total respect and um you know, and, and then they had this award ceremony. They had all these women come out in high heels on this artificial turf, and that's another story. They played, they played that World Cup tournament on artificial surface, and it was tearing up the women's knees and legs and everything with all the cuts. And they they wouldn't have done that. They've never done that for the the men's World Cup. So, uh, you know, it, uh, we have to look at the the good side and the bad side. And yep. it's been over yep. a week uh, since the triumph, and as I said, we we went through the the high and the exhilaration of the party, and now we're waking up to the hangover. <laughs> Which is the reality. There's nothing like talking about money to get people focused into yes. reality. Yes, <laughs> I do right. agree, my friend. I do agree. Well, uh, well, John, I, I appreciate you being with us today, talking about this uh, soccer situation. And, and from time to time, I know we'll be able to uh, get your thoughts on on sports around the world. Thanks for being with us today, John. I always appreciate yeah. the conversation, okay, my friend. They, they can go to my uh, Amazon. I got a lot of books on Amazon. Yes, in Paradise and Love Was Born, Death Followed with Laura Brown and Jimmy Williams, Master Teacher, and James Falerno. All those books are available on Amazon. Good stuff. Well, John, I will talk to you soon. Have yourself a wonderful day, sir. Okay. Appreciate it, John. Take care. Definitely. Take- John Greenberg. Check out johngreenberg.com. We've got more coming up. Jason Roberts on the other side.
fill you in on our newest marketing partner here at Transmedia Worldwide, MoneyWeeklyPaychecks.com. Here's an excellent opportunity to make money working from home. Make $250 to $2,500 per week. Get paid every Friday like clockwork. Great turnkey system with all the free training you need and only $40 to get started. Motor Club of America has been around for decades, since 1926. Also, once you start your home-based business, you will receive 150k in benefits. That's right! Watch a business presentation at MoneyWeeklyPaychecks.com. Here are the benefits you're going to receive. The MCA program benefits ERS, Emergency Road Service, 24-hour dispatch. You're provided help when you run out of gas, when you have a flat tire, or when your battery dies. You'll also receive towing services up to 100 miles. That's right, 100 miles from where your car has broken down. Protection is not limited to your normal vehicle. Coverage is also available for your boat, motorcycle, RV, dually truck, or even your livestock trailer, all at an additional no cost. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners, the Transmedia Worldwide, an amazing, amazing Kickstarter campaign. Check out Kickstarter.com. There's a great campaign over there. It's Green Scribbler Monthly Subscription. That's right. This comes from Clarissa Ryan. It is Green Game Scribbler Monthly Subscription. Oh, yeah. It's a monthly subscription, which is dedicated to teaching programming through basic game development. What is Game Scribbler? Game Scribbler is a monthly subscription box, which is dedicated to teaching programming through basic game development. It is geared towards development on the Raspberry PI. So the programmer is not required to have a fancy computer or even an internet connection. Only a Raspberry Pi, which can be obtained for less than $100. How does this work? Each month, the Scribbler will receive a game project workbook that outlines and details the code that is used to create a working game. Additionally, the project workbook will include many coding projects designed to teach basic coding concepts that are going to be used to develop the game. Along with a workbook will be an SD card with the, with the project game files, art, music, sounds, in addition to the project files, the operating system and development environments will also be included and configured. So all the coder has to do is an PI, and they are ready to start programming the game. Lots of more information is available at kickstarter.com. Search Game Scribblingly Subscription and tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. Check in with Diggy Jaguar online at DiggyJaguar.com for the monthly poll. Check out this incredible GoFundMe campaign. Fantastic stuff today. It is G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M slash the letter M, the number 7, the number 9, the letter N, the letter M, and the letter W. We have a 53-year-old man here named Ray. He's on permanent disability and needs your help. He's missing his five front teeth and needs dental implants. He cannot afford the dental fees. We tried to find a dentist to donate the services, but we're unsuccessful. You can read about him and make your donations at GoFundMe.com slash M79NMW. He's a kind, generous man who helps others, especially senior citizens. He loves in return. He's self-conscious and suffers from social anxiety. 
He hopes to marry one day and bears the embarrassment of a toothless smile. His beautiful smile lights up his face. Won't you please make his dream come true by graciously donating to GoFundMe.com slash M79NMW. Please spread the word and thank you for your generosity. Thanks for listening to us here on Transmedia Worldwide. Check out one of our fantastic marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. That's right, it's a great Indiegogo campaign. Check out INDIEGOGO.com. Search Contribute to Cameron 1. Cameroon 1, a 501c3 charitable organization, focuses on helping orphaned children in Cameroon obtain basic human essentials by placing them in the households of surviving relatives and seeing that they receive access to essential health care, food, and education. All of the funds that are raised will drive will be given to the children through Cameroon One's in-home sponsorship and orphan health and education program. Check it out today. It's Indiegogo.com. Search Cameroon One. That's right. C-A-M-E-R-O-O-N-O-N-E. It's a fantastic, fantastic Indiegogo campaign. That's Indiegogo.com. Search Contribute to Cameroon One and tell him you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. Out Loud Minute. The Out Loud Minute. Well, there is a staggering 95% success rate at sneaking fake bombs past airport security checkpoints. This is Malcolm Out Loud. Well, security experts suggest big changes will be needed at the TSA, such as making huge investments in new screening technology and overhauling the entire agency. Well, the Out Loud truth is, and it's not just airport security. Well, the nation's water supply, the electrical grid, our food supply, dams, bridges, and gaping holes in border security, it's an endless list of priorities that probably won't see action until there's a crisis. Well, if history is any indication, and it is, big government agencies become cumbersome and expensive. Well, the time has come to privatize many of these functions and focus on being proactive rather than reactive. And for the rest of the Out Loud Truth, I'll see you back at OutLoudAmerica.com. Get your home organized, 40% off and free installation. ClosetsByDesign.com. This is the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show. Welcome back to our big broadcast, coast to coast and border to border. Thanks for tuning in to the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Program from the KJAG Radio Studios in Hutchins of Kansas, where live is live can get Monday through Friday, 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 PM Mountain Standard, and 24 7 at JiggyJaguar.com on the TuneIn apps and Radio Loyalty, our premium podcast. It is available for $5 a month at JiggyJaguar.info. Selected editions will appear on iHeartRadio, 50-plus AM FM stations, the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Network, and our telephone number, 267-22-JIGGY. And this segment of our big program is brought to you by our good friends over at GoFundMe.com slash TruthA. That's right. We're going to increase teens' self-esteem at G-O-F-U-N-D-M-A.C-O-M slash T-R-U-T-H-A. Sean Pig is currently the CEO of an internet-based business. He has a new business that he's on the verge of launching and needs to do some crowdfunding to help launch the project. He will be uploading a video of the system soon. He's launched this project as a beta test and has over 5,000 users in one week and had to shut it down. He's been part of the internet world since the 1990s. He was one of the first people to purchase domains and one of the first people to create electronic e-books when the internet came opportunity and the opportunity came innovator. 
Sanders. The program in which he is going to mention will revolutionize social media and help people feel better about themselves. Watching his son grow up and watching him battle with appearance changes made him start to think of how he could and how he would help children feel better about themselves and even help adults feel better about how they look. Check out Sean's GoFundMe campaign at GoFundMe.com slash Trutha. That's G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M slash T-R-U-T-H-A. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. We've got Jason Roberts on the telephone. Jason is an incredible individual. I'm going to let him do his own introduction just so I don't miss anything. We're going to let him introduce himself, then we'll talk a little bit about the topic. Go ahead and jump in there, my friend. Hi, James. How are you, sir? Pretty good, actually. Sir, who walked in behind me? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe his father did. <laughs> I love it. I love Thank it. Thank you for having me on, man. Yes. Now, you've got an incredible background. Share us a little bit on your background. Well, you know, I've been my own business. I've been had my own business for 22 years, and, and yep. I've done a lot of different things in the personal finance you know, arena. Um, I've been a real estate investor for 20, almost 22 years now. Um, I've had my financial advisor license for 10 years. I had to give it up when I moved to Florida. Um, but I have done almost everything in the personal finance arena. I was one of the first day traders. I don't know if you were wow. your uh, listener. Holy smokes. That, back, in the, yeah, back in the, I think that was about 96 when, um, when we got access to what was called level two back then. And that just meant that individuals could see what all of those you know those those brokers were seeing and it gave us the opportunity to day trade so um I've, holy I've, I've smokes holy smokes now uh being on the ground floor of some of these things what what have you seen over the years uh that that is uh, the, the, kind of the the system how everything has kind of changed well i'll tell you what the day trading um side of things i mean that's still a well, I shouldn't say it now. Our computers have taken over a lot. You know, what What you used to have to do was you, you used to have to, I had three or four different screens going at one time, and you had to you had to pick and choose where you were buying things and try to get an idea of who was buying what. Uh, and, and if they were buying in big blocks, could you, you know, could you get in front of them? Now it's all done in milliseconds with computers. Uh, so, that, so that day trading thing is, is not real fair for the individual sitting there looking at computers anymore. But, you know, just like everything else, uh, real estate has, has changed a ton in the past 20 years. Um, you know, before it was, if you wanted a foreclosure, you went to the courthouse. And then over the years, that those kind of went more towards the, the realtor crowd who ended up getting those listings. And now everybody's fighting over those deals. So we're going <laughs> back toward, you know, bulk buying in bulk and going back to the courthouse steps. So as always, things change. You just got to stay ahead of it. We've got a great guest with us today. Joining us on the telephone, Jason Roberts, thewealthinvestors.com. Also, jasonkroberts.com for more information. The topic today, dying with debt. And uh, Jason is the authority on real estate. That's why we've got him on our broadcast today. Um, now, when, when loved ones dies, it's normal to feel grief and sadness at such times. The last thing you want to do is field calls from debt collectors. Some such debts might be responsible to deal with, but others might have nothing to do with you. What are some of the best ways to live with minimal debt, my friend? Well, I'll I tell you what. If you can do just a few things, um, it will solve a ton of problems. Number one... Get rid of the credit cards. Keep one credit card that has a decent limit on it, 
and and you know don't go buying stuff that, that you really can't afford if you will get rid of and we all have done it you know there for a while man credit cards are sending that stuff out in the mail every yes. day a thousand dollar limit a three thousand dollar limit and people have fifteen twenty thousand dollar credit cards and can have two or three of them let me tell you it doesn't take very long to get deep enough in debt that you just can't pay it off so <laughs> yes but, yes Get rid of that those credit cards, and you, you know if you're gonna if you're gonna buy a vacation, you know if you're gonna put a vacation on your credit card, open another account and save money towards it, and pay that thing off when you're done. Um, another thing, and I and I am the worst at this, man. I, you know, I can <laughs> tell you what to do. I, I don't do this. If you would budget your meal, you know, and your bills, yes, you, just, just look at your monthly budget. You would be amazed at where your money goes. And we just don't do that. And I am the biggest person in the world to blame. I'll tell you what I did the other day. I pull out my credit card, and I'm usually the guy that I see the bill. I, I pay it off usually all at one time, but I I don't look at it. I had a $30 a month um, gym membership that I hadn't I had thought I canceled a year and a half ago that I was still getting billed for. Um, just, you know, stuff like that. Hulu, I don't use it anymore, $8 a month. I was getting billed seventy, like seventy-five dollars a month for stuff I didn't use anymore, and you know whose fault's that? And the last thing, <laughs> one of my, my my big rules is one toy at a time. Yes, uh, yes. One toy at a time. If you want a boat, buy a boat and use it. You know, don't buy a boat, buy jet skis, and buy four wheelers, and all of them are sitting in your garage. You know. Buy it, use it. When you're done with it, sell it, get your next toy. And that'll help you keep your, 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 your debt level down. Uh, we've got that, that. I'll tell you, that that is... You bring up some incredible points here. We've got Jason Roberts with us today. He's the founder of JKR Investment Group Incorporated. He's a nationally recognized consultant, and he's with us today here on our telephone talking about uh, debt and, and more specifically dying with debt. Um, what are some ways to be certain you are prepared for retirement, my friend? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, unfortunately, you, you never can be certain right now, and, and the real challenge we've got, and let's just be brutally honest, is we are not going to be able to count on the government in 15 or 20 years. And people just are not prepared for retirement right now. Um, and, and there were some things that you, you need to do, but get an idea of, of what your expenses are. If you're 50 years old right now and you don't have a savings account, uh, you, you need to start planning maybe even a second business. You know, it's possible to do something like that because you're not going to make, you're not going to have enough money to saved up to live off of. So the next thing that you need to do is is figure out how to make more money when you get closer to retirement. Uh, but that is, you know, retirement unfortunately is something that we all know is coming. Yes. Very few people plan on. You know, I read a, I read something the other day that the average forty five year old person, anywhere from forty five to fifty has less than $10,000 saved for retirement, which means uh, you've got 15 or 20 years. You have to save anywhere from at least a half a million. That's just to live, you know, barely get by. But you need 750 or a million dollars to, to really do retirement the way you want. And with that kind of, you know, with that kind of money, you have to be debt-free too. 
You know, that oh, yeah. doesn't last like it used to. So, um, you know, never think you know it all. Uh, get, get rid of your credit card debt as fast as you can. Maybe get rid of your toys. Uh, pay, pay off your house so that you really just need the basics to live on. And then figure out how much money you need. And my guess is you're going to need to start a side business to, to you know, to bring in some extra money to, to, to get paid for. And here's the perfect scenario. Uh, I'm, I am from the Midwest, but I moved down to Florida in 2009. When we were kids growing up, as a, you know, 14, 15-year-old kid, the jobs we got were we went to work at the grocery store. Yep. We were baggers, and we did that kind of thing. Look around the grocery stores now, and guess who, who's, the, who's doing the majority of the bagging? Yep. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Grandpa, they can't. They can't. They can't make rent payments. They can't. They just don't have enough money, and so they're they've taken those jobs that used to be for, you know, the, the teenagers. And you know, unfortunately, that's a fact of life, and it's only going to get worse because the government just isn't going to be able to. I think there's two people working for every one person. You know, on entitlement programs, and that could be either welfare or you know, retirement or something like that. And those numbers just aren't big enough. When, when, when all of that was created, the numbers were something like 20 to 1. Yep. Now it's 2 to 1. Yep. It just can't support itself. We've got a uh, great guest with us today joining us on the telephone, Jason K. Roberts. He's the authority on real estate, investment, advertising expert. He's the founder of JKR Investment Group Incorporated. He's also the host of the Real Estate Real Money Show on WNZF.com. Now, now um, you've got a lot, of, uh, a lot of background here in this. I want to get some uh, some tips here. How can we gain immediate control over our financial future, my friend? All right. Um, I didn't hear part of that. I'm sorry. How, how, how can we gain immediate control of our, uh, on our financial future? Well, uh, the first thing you got to do, and I, I preach this all the time, is knowledge. Know where your money is going. That is the <laughs> yes. very first thing that have to do, and if you have not done it, uh, do that. That's where we start. Uh, get control over what you have, where it's coming in, so that you can put a plan together and get ahead of, you know, what's about to happen. Okay. Well, that 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 is that is definitely one thing I don't think a lot of people are doing. So that that is that is awesome. Now, uh, before we let you go, my friend, how did you become a successful investor? <laughs> mistakes. Uh, <laughs> I, I, mistakes. I'm telling you, as a real estate investor, I made every mistake in the book. But you know, I I I, did, I never gave up. I kept work, working. I learned from my mistakes. And you know, let's let's face it. If you want to make a lot of money, you've got to become an expert. And so that's uh, that's what I did. I I learned exactly how to do it, when to do it, what to buy, what not to buy. And I never gave up. You know, I, I made. Some you know, some pretty critical mistakes that, you know, set you back a little bit. But yeah. if, if you're never willing to quit, you never you never can get beat. And so that I think that, that goes with anything. Just don't give up. Work hard. Learn from your mistakes. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today, Jason. Thanks for being with us, my man. Appreciate it. Absolutely, James. Thank you, sir. Great being on. Thanks, brother. 
Jason K. Roberts. We're going to take a timeout and come back with Nancy Silverman on the way. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. Let's increase teens' self-esteem. Check out G-O-F-U-N-T-M-E dot C-O-M slash T-R-U-T-H-A. Oh, yeah. GoFundMe.com slash Trutha. Let's increase teens' self-esteem. Sean Pig is currently the CEO of an internet-based business. He has a new business that he's on the verge of launching and needs to do crowdfunding to help launch the project. He will be uploading a video of the system soon. He launched this project as a beta test and had over 5,000 users in one week and had to shut it down. Check out GoFundMe.com slash Trutha. That's right. G-O-F-U-N-T-M-E dot C-O-M slash T-R-U-T-H-A and tell him you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. That's GoFundMe.com slash Trutha. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. An amazing, amazing Kickstarter campaign. Check out kickstarter.com. There's a great campaign over there. It's Graham Scribbler monthly subscription. That's right. This comes from Clarissa Ryan. It is Graham Game Scribbler monthly subscription. Oh, yeah. It's a monthly subscription, which is dedicated to teaching programming through basic game development. What is Game Scribbler? Game Scribbler is a monthly subscription box which is dedicated to teaching programming through basic game development. It is geared towards development on the Raspberry Pi. So the programmer is not required to have a fancy computer or even an internet connection. Only a Raspberry Pi, which can be obtained for way less than $100. How does this work? Each month, the Scribbler will receive a game project workbook that outlines and details the code that is used to create a working game. Additionally, the project workbook will include many coding projects designed to teach basic coding concepts that are going to be used to develop the game. Along with a workbook will be an SD card with the, with the project game files, art, music, sounds. In addition to the project files, the operating system and development environments will also be included and configured. So all the coder has to do is an PI, and they are ready to start programming the game. Lots of more information is available at kickstarter.com. Search Game Scribble Monthly Subscription and tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. An incredible new marketing partner with us today, Transmedia Worldwide. Check out Patrick's survival story. He's got an amazing story. Check it out at giveforward.com slash fundraiser. Slash O F D nine slash help dash orphan dash injured dash in dash war dash com dash two dash America. Patrick's survival story is featured in his great book, Happily Broken Discovering Happiness Through Pain and Suffering. It can be found on Amazon.com. Check it out today or go to giveforward.com. Search Help Orphan Injured in War Come to America. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Corrupting the very fabric of society. Aggravating people worldwide. This is the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Network. 
Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. It's a great Indiegogo campaign. We love Indiegogo. What's your IQ, the TV game show that gives back? What is your IQ, the TV show that gives back free scholarships? Dennis Brown with us today. Dennis Brown is a college professor raising $50,000 to make a pilot show for his exciting, highly entertaining new TV game show. What's your IQ? A major game show production company has informed me. Once the pilot is shot and edited, we can definitely get the show on the air and get advertisers for the show. While it may not be one of the big four networks, it could definitely be on a major cable slash satellite network. In this show, you will watch the brightest university and college student teams battle it out to answer IQ questions that major different types of intelligence, including important but little-known facts and thinking outside the box to solve tough problems with a sudden burst of brilliant insight that's not only very impressive, but highly entertaining. The goal of What's Your IQ is to help solve America's growing student loan crisis. By giving back all cash prizes on each show to the winning university or college in the form of free scholarship grants that will then be awarded to deserving students. Check it out today on Indiegogo.com. I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com Search What's Your IQ, the TV game show that gives back. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. It's a minute report for America. China's aggressive military actions against its neighbors have been the subject of discussion. Less publicized has been its extensive and hostile cyber espionage actions against those same nations and others. A report just released by FireEye Incorporated analyzes the issue. China's APT-30 organization has persistently compromised entities across the entire region of Asia. Its mission focuses on acquiring sensitive data from a variety of targets, which include classified government documents. It predominantly targets entities that may satisfy governmental intelligence collection requirements. Much of their social engineering efforts suggest the group is particularly interested in regional political, military, and economic issues, disputed territories, and media organizations and journalists who report on topics pertaining to China and the government's legitimacy. APT-30 appears to focus on acquiring sensitive data where they pursue targets that pose a potential threat to the influence and legitimacy of Chinese communist rule. Nations targeted include the United States, India, South Korea, Malaysia, Vietnam, Thailand, Saudi Arabia, Nepal, Bhutan, Philippines, Singapore, Indonesia, Brunei, Myanmar, Laos, Cambodia, and Japan. It's not just governments and corporations that are the targets. In addition to APT-30's Southeast Asia and India focus, It targets journalists reporting on issues traditionally considered to be focal points for China's Communist Party. It talks about targeting people who have been involved in corruption, the economy, and human rights violations within the Communist Party. I'm Frank Fernuccio. Read more at usagovpolicy.com. This is the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show. Back here on the big broadcast, 42 minutes after the hour... We've got a great guest waiting on the telephone. We'll get to her here in just a few moments. Thanks for joining us today. We are live as live can get on 
50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. Our good friends of TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, iHeartRadio, and, of course, our premium podcast is available for $5 a month at JiggyJagwire.info. Selected editions will appear on iHeartRadio, 267-22-J-I-G-G-Y. And uh, the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. We've got a great donation crowdfunding campaign set up at our website, kjagradio.com. We are trying to help a homeless family. If you can, if you can uh, check out our website, kjagradio.com, we're going to uh, put a link up there to a, a great crowdfunding campaign. Please donate to help this family of seven get a home and furniture. They're living in a hotel in Plymouth in uh, Michigan, of course, help make a difference in someone else's lives today. Thank you. Check out kjagradio.com for more information. We've got a great guest on the line. She is a fantastic, fantastic author. Nancy Cole Silverman is with us today. She's the author of a mystery, Beyond a Doubt, and she's with us today here on the telephone. Now, Nancy, tell us a little bit on your background and how you came to write Beyond a Doubt. Well, James, it's fun to listen to you because for 25 years I did exactly what you're doing. I worked in talk radio. You probably did it a heck of a lot better than me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and you know very well that the day goes you could never predict what's going to happen. No, 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 no. You are correct on that, my friend. (laughs) And one of the things that I really loved, and obviously even though I've retired from talk radio, I haven't retired because I'm still writing about it. Yes. found that, and as, as you do, you know, you people will listen to you, and they'll call in, and they'll love your voice, or they'll agree with you, or they'll disagree with you, but these become your best friends, like your extended family. Yes. And um, frequently, you can pass them in the dark in the middle of the day, because they don't know who you are. Your voice doesn't <laughs> necessarily match up yes. with their vision of who you are. Yep. So it was a lot of fun. Um, and so I began my, I began my career... Um, actually in high school, working in talk radio. Wow. And, uh, retired as a general manager in Los Angeles as a sports radio, uh, running a sports radio station. And um, I have to give you a little a little heads up. I am not a sports babe. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I, it was a great experience. I absolutely adored it. It was a lot of fun. Now, uh, you, you have done a lot of different things. This latest book here, Beyond a Doubt, is incredible. Tell me a little bit about this. Well, this is my second book in this series, and, um, you know, as, as you have done, I'm, I'm sure, you know, you write everything from news to commercial copy to uh, late-night radio promotions and maybe yes. even a little radio plays here and there. And so my career spanned from back in the late 60s, being one of the first women on the air, all the way through the uh, uh, 2001, <laughs> right after uh, 9-11 when I retired from radio. And I began when women's voices were, if we can even believe that today, were considered too light uh, to be handling heavy news. And <laughs> we always had a lot of fun. Really? Yeah, it's, it's good to hear you laugh. Because wow. Actually, you know, we were given... I have always, like, you know, Nancy, I have always hated the radio industry for that reason because there's all sorts of dumb things like that well it wasn't the radio because it was television too when i, oh graduated, my I was God. radio and the radio and and tv uh they were joint owned and i but, but women were given the kind of the lighter the lighter uh affair yes 
Yes. Um, so it was a very, very beginning. And I always thought, so I've seen this industry change, and it's just been so fun to Hilarious. do that. And, of course, having the opportunity to both write as well as to work what we call, and as you well know, both sides of the desk, where you do a little of this and you do a little of that. And yes. Maybe you're out there kind of, you know, picking up the trash in the parking lot one day, and the next day you're there and you're on the air and reading and ripping the the script from somebody on the air and saying, no, 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 do this instead. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of fun. And um, it was a great training ground. Um, I always, and ironically, I think, I wanted to be on TV. I'd started on TV. That was going to be my goal. I was going to be the next Jane Pauley. This was my big job. And I actually had an interview to uh, go to New York and an interview for James Pauley, but I was engaged to get married. <laughs> oh. And uh, that really diverted my track because I, I said I do versus I'm going to New York. <laughs> and um, I traveled around the world with my ex-husband, who at that time was in the Air Force, and it was during the Vietnam War. And I got my eyes open to a lot of things I might not have seen otherwise. And I learned to write because when I came back to the United States, I, I started working in radio because I could write commercial copy, and I started writing news and commercial copy, and that really is the key for good writing today. If you can write for the ear, you can write for the blank page. Wow. You know, when you, you, <laughs> That's I, awesome. You, James, you may have a novel in you. You may not know it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, people have always said I, I all, all my experiences and all my craziness should be a book. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, and, and working yeah, on never radio, know. you know, that's very true because you have so many interesting characters in and, and so many of my books. And, and this is Beyond a Doubt, uh, which is out today. Today yes. is uh, debut day. And my hat is off to my wonderful publisher, who is in Dallas, and I hope that they will hear this and listening. They are a fabulous group of, of, of women and one man, <laughs> and they call themselves hens, and he is the rooster of the uh, Henry Press <laughs> there. That's uh, awesome. And they have worked with me very hard to bring uh, this series to life. Uh, and this, the first book was called Shadow of Doubt, and this is my second book, Beyond a Doubt, and the third book will be out in January. Uh, and this is a series that takes place in a news station, a news talk radio station, where a reporter is really kind of at a midlife, and yeah. you're not quite midlife yourself yet, but you know, somewhere around your 40s, you start to get that itch, and you think, well, what if I did the other thing? So <laughs> what if our, I did the other thing? That's our protagonist, awesome. Carol, has been a pretty successful sales and executive gal, and there's an opportunity, an opening of the station for someone to get, work in the newsroom. And she would love to do that. But she hasn't done this since college. And the news director is a half-pint news junkie, one, uh, young man uh, who's a, a rising star who's like half her age. Who They're does always, th th this is something else. <laughs> <laughs> this is something else, and 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 you mention you mention what one of the characters in the book is as a half pint. Why is it people in radio see like one one of the things that I've always prided myself on is that I lift weights, I work out, I box, I do all I do all these you know physical things. Every time I go to interview for radio jobs or I or I go up against you know radio people or whatever, they're always either really really fat or tiny. Why is <laughs> why is well, that? You know, as, as, as I was, um, I've always I have, I have heard and I've always been told is you do not have a good face for radio. <laughs> and I started on TV, and uh, you know I, I liked uh, being in TV. I wanted to go back to TV. I thought yeah. I was comfortable in front of the camera. But you know they, there is that illusion, and it is an illusion. There's many many good looking people in radio, but you know you can hide behind that mic. 
And one of the, uh, I will share with you, and I'm sure as a fellow radio person you'll appreciate this, when I uh, uh, be, uh, managed the uh, sports radio station in Los Angeles, yes. I actually uh, worked for two. I worked for Extra Sports, and then I was the general manager of KMPC Sports. That's the position I retired in. But the first uh, time I walked in from a news talk station to go to the sports station, and I was hired away by the competition to come do this, they said, by the way, go down the hall and go meet so-and-so. And I'm not going to use his name because he's a sportscaster, and he says, you've not met him. And I thought, well, no, you know, I've heard about him, and I hear him on the air, and he's got great numbers, and you and I both know numbers is you want to garner as many listeners as you can, and that's your rating points. Yes. And I walked down the hall, and there was a 400-pound man eating two yardstick pizzas in front of him. Ha <laughs> ha! Yes! And I had, I had no idea. I, oh, my gosh. And he said, hey, we're going to get along? You're going to sit down? You're going to eat with me, babe? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I walked out of the office, and the owner of the station said, you know, Nancy, I need you to help him model himself for the public. We need to get him out. Number one, can you get him on a diet? Number one, what am I doing? I'm a general manager. I was supposed to suddenly That's right. be, you know, I'm supposed to be his personal trainer and, and diet master. And everything. But he was a fabulous talent. Uh, still is today. He eventually went and, and had some, did some things and he's lost some weight and he's, he's married and healthier, much healthier. But that's you know, awesome. you never know who you're going to meet. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> that that's that that's the thing. Uh we've got a great guest with us today here on the line, the fantastic fantastic. I can't say enough great things about this individual, Nancy Cole Silverman with us today here on our broadcast. Today is debut day for Beyond a Doubt and um you you've been writing for a long time. When when did you when did you get the writing bug? I know you kind of touched on that a little bit earlier, but uh but you know, when when did you know, hey, I'm going to be a writer? You know, I knew from the time I was about seven years old. The problem is, is every teacher I ever had wasn't convinced because I could not spell. <laughs> and I really, I would go home and, you know, the little seven-year-old kid gets your little book and you had all your little sentences you were supposed to write with the spelling yep. words for the week. Yep. Well, I wouldn't just write sentences. I would write a story. And they were not grammatically correct. There was no way I believed in punctuation. Everything was one long big sentence, but it was exciting. And I would go to school, and I would turn it in, and I would know. I would know the next day I was going to get that paper back, and she was going to invite me to come to the front of the class and to read the paper. To my dismay, I would get a big, <laughs> fat, red F on the paper with a lot of Yes! <laughs> so this was a challenge, uh, because I had to learn to spell, and I had to learn to really read. And it, over the years, and, and people have always asked me, I said, well, the writers have to be readers. And my words are to them, yes, because musicians wouldn't not listen to music. You you're know, you, you're you need, right. You need to embrace the craft. And the craft requires that you, you read everything you, from the Cheerios box to, the, to Harper Lee's new book, which is also releasing today, whether you believe that want to read that or not. You know, know <laughs> what the skills are and how people progress. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on the telephone, the fantastic, fantastic Nancy Cole Silverman. Her great new mystery, Beyond a Doubt, is released today, and uh, she she's she's got this great book out there. When, when did you uh, first kind of start writing? Uh, what, what what was one of the first things you wrote? Was it was it a novel? Was it a uh, you know what was what was the first thing that you decided? Hey, I got to write. I'm going to write this. I'm going to put this out there. Well, I think 
all writers, uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm not speaking just for myself, we start as, you start as kids and you start doing limericks and short stories and, and little novelettes and, and things like that. And I, and I did my share of that. I worked for the, city, the uh, little uh, school newspaper in uh, my high school and then in college I did that. And so I started, to, I started my training as a journalist, which was an excellent uh, training ground. Because it, it, you know, you, it really taught you the, the kind of the basics of, of just the nuts and bolts of writing, and being able to remove your emotion from a news story and just report the facts. Once I really sat down and, and retired from radio, where and, and you might appreciate this because you know you sit around a newsroom and, and you know gallows humor, particularly at a news station, as you hear such terrible things, and you know you kind of relieve yourself, and you kind of people in newsrooms do make wisecracks. Well, I was sitting around a newsroom one day, and I said, you know, this would be a really good story. If you take this story and this headline and that ending, that'd be really great. And my news director used to walk through, and he'd look at me and say, shut up, shut up, don't say another word, because somehow somebody's going to think that's the story. Because <laughs> I'd spin it so well, you know, and he'd go, wait a minute, where's the story? What's the truth in that? So I, it wasn't until I could actually retire from radio where I didn't have to worry about some news director standing over me with some, you know, hatchet <laughs> and a, a <laughs> clock that was going to, you know, beep and say, you've got to get that copy into the newsroom. And, and I, I was in the radio at a time where you still were running sometimes physical copy into the newsroom, yes. you know, in the next 30 minutes or 30 seconds. That I sat down and thought, now I don't have to worry about being so honest. I can have fun with this. I can start to move things around. So my books are all about not only what's happened out on the street in the story. For instance, in Beyond a Doubt, it opens with a dramatic scene where a young girl's body is found in the hills in Southern California up in Mulholland Drive, which is not too far from where I live. Uh, and the police helicopters are circling around, and they cannot figure out how it got there. It looks like it has been dumped by a helicopter. And Carol, my protagonist, is called to the scene to re do a live report. And the problem is, is there's also been a series of young girls missing, and we're not quite sure whose body she's looking at. So that's the way it opens. But, you know, with news, you go back and you file that story, and then there's another story that comes up, and it is at the exact opposite end of the scale, and you've got to report on that, because all of a sudden, Crock-Pot is having their 20th anniversary sale. <laughs> and you've got, so you go back and forth and back and forth. And so yes. I try to do my best to explain how it is as Carol goes out to cover the story and then gets involved in it because she knows there, she's a mother and she's got a daughter who's about the same age as that young body that's being pulled out of that canyon. She yes. wants to know what's going on. And yet she's got these little, as you know, 90 seconds, 30 second snippets to get the news in. And in between that, it's by the way, would you go out and you cover the waterless urinals that we need to have covered for the next story. <laughs> so it's going back and forth in that. And I try to make it realistic so that the reader is not only entertained by the subplots of Carol's life, but also has an understanding of the operations and the inside of a big, busy newsroom and the politics that go on in it. We've got a great guest with us today. Now, um, before we let you go, I definitely have to have you back. <laughs> you are you are a wealth of information, and uh, th this this book is just incredible. Before we let you go, how do people reach out to you, uh, communicate with you if they pick up the book and they want to correspond with you? How exactly do we do we send people, and where do we send people? 
Oh, twist my arm. <laughs> well, first off, I want to say, <laughs> I, want, I would like to, to say, uh, send a salute out again to my, to my publisher, Henry Press. I cannot thank Kendall Flom enough for finding me and believing in me and encouraging me on and, my, and her entire staff that she's put together there in Dallas, Texas. Number two, you can find me on Amazon. You can find me on Barnes & Noble. You can go into your bookstore and ask your bookstore to order my book, Beyond a Doubt, by Nancy Cole Silverman. This is the second in the series. The first is Shadow of Doubt, which today, by the way, if you have a Kindle, is 99 cents on sale as long as you buy the second book, Beyond a Doubt. So it's Amazon, it's Barnes & Noble, it's anywhere online that sells books, any bookstore that you go into today. If you ask them to carry my book, they will. And um, I really want to thank you so much for letting me uh, talk. And I would love to come back because we're kind of kindred spirits, I think. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Well, uh, I will be in touch. Uh, have yourself a uh, wonderful day, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, James. Have I a appreciate good one. it. Bye-bye. We've got a great guest uh, coming up on our health care panel. We're going to do that in our next hour. Hopefully they've all called in. Because we have to do it via the conference line, which is not good. I don't like that conference line. (laughs) We are going to try to get it figured out. Hour number three coming up. Check out one of our fantastic marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. That's right. It's a great Indiegogo campaign. Check out INDIEGOGO.com. Search contribute to Cameron One. Cameroon One, a 501c3 charitable organization, focuses on helping orphaned children in Cameroon obtain basic human essentials by placing them in the households of surviving relatives and seeing that they receive access to essential health care, food, and education. All of the funds that are raised. Will drive will be given to the children through Cameroon One's in-home sponsorship and orphan health and education program. Check it out today. It's Indiegogo.com. Search Cameroon One. That's right. C A M E R O O N O N E. It's a fantastic, fantastic Indiegogo campaign. That's Indiegogo.com. Search. Contribute to Cameroon One and tell him you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. Let's fill you in on our newest marketing partner here at Transmedia Worldwide. MoneyWeeklyPaychecks.com Here's an excellent opportunity to make money working from home. Make $250 to $2,500 per week. Get paid every Friday like clockwork. Great turnkey system with all the free training you need and only $40 to get started. Motor Club of America has been around for decades, since 1926. Also, once you start your home-based business, you will receive 150k in benefits. That's right! Watch a business presentation at MoneyWeeklyPaychecks.com. Here are the benefits you're going to receive. The MCA program benefits... ERS, Emergency Road Service, 24-hour dispatch. You're provided help when you run out of gas, when you have a flat tire, or when your battery dies. You'll also receive towing services up to 100 miles. That's right, 100 miles from where your car has broken down. Protection is not limited to your normal vehicle. Coverage is also available for your boat, motorcycle, RV, dually truck, or even your livestock trailer, all 
at an additional no cost. Access to a locksmith when you're locked out of your vehicle. Emergency roam expenditure protection as well. This benefit covers the cost of splints, casts, lab work, x-rays, IVs, transfusions, anesthetics, nursing care, doctor care, and facility care. Also receive a $150 daily hospital benefit up to $54,750. This benefit's not paid to the facility and hospital, but it's paid directly to you. If your normal auto insurance policy covers your hospital and doctor expenses, you keep this money. Accidental death coverage plan. Accidental death benefit plan. Traffic court defense disimbursement. Stolen automobile award. Stolen farm equipment award. Paid legal defense fees for both moving violations and personal injuries, up to $3,000. Receive a $500 arrest bond certificate. Receive up to $25,000 in jail bond. Also, stolen credit card protection. Receive travel planning and assistance service, whether you are traveling for business or for pleasure. Discounts received and ranging from 5% to 40% at car rental companies and major hotels. Discounts from 50% to 60% at major providers of vision, dental, and prescription. Check it out today. It's all available online. MoneyWeeklyPaychecks.com That's MoneyWeeklyPaychecks.com And for the people in the cheap seats in the back, it's MoneyWeeklyPaychecks.com And we'll spell it for you. M-O-N-E-Y-W-E-E-K-L-Y-P-A-Y-C-H-E-C-K-S dot com. And tell them you heard about it here on Trade Video Worldwide. The Jiggy Jaguar Show has been broadcast online over the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Network for over five years running. Success and loyal listeners worldwide from the U.K. to the central part of the United States. To advertise over the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Network, please email our sales reps at kjagradio at kjagradio.com. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners, the Transmedia Worldwide, an amazing, amazing Kickstarter campaign. Check out kickstarter.com. There's a great campaign over there. It's Graham Scribbler Monthly Subscription. That's right, this comes from Clarissa Ryan. It is Game, Game Scribbler Monthly Subscription. Oh yeah, it's a monthly subscription which is dedicated to teaching programming through basic game development. What is Game Scribbler? Game Scribbler is a monthly subscription box which is dedicated to teaching programming through basic game development. It is geared towards development on the Raspberry PI. So the programmer is not required to have a fancy computer or even an internet connection. Only a Raspberry Pi, which can be obtained for less than $100. How does this work? Each month, the Scribbler will receive a game project workbook that outlines and details the code that is used to create a working game. Additionally, the project workbook will include many coding projects designed to teach basic coding concepts that are going to be used to develop the game. Along with the workbook will be an SD card with the, with the project game files, art, music, sounds. In addition to the project files, the operating system and development environments will also be included and configured. So all the coder has to do is an PI, and they are ready to start programming the game. Lots of more information is available at kickstarter.com. Search Game Scribble Monthly Subscription and tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. (laughs) 
This is the Risk Takers from Entrepreneurs Club Radio. Judy Shepard Missett was a professional dancer. Then she quit and became a dance instructor. She was very good at it, but when she lost clients, she couldn't figure out why. Then Judy had one of those aha moments. She realized that her dancing clients weren't there to learn how to dance. Most of them just wanted a way to keep in shape and have the figure of a dancer. So what did she do? It was easy. Still use dancing as a tool, but just up the pace a little, and voila, she started packing the place. Then came another aha moment. Her product was so good, she started franchising and expanded at a frenetic pace. Judy didn't follow the normal business rules by getting a loan or having a 100-page plan. She did it all from instinct and stuck to her values. Now, Jazzercise has over 7,000 locations worldwide. Great story. But it couldn't happen without that aha moment. The Jeep Jaguar Radio Program is back on the network. It is hour number three of our big broadcast. Welcome to it. Thanks for tuning in to the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Program from the KJAG Radio Studios. In not just the Kansas, 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 PM Mountain Standard. And, of course, 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com. Our premium podcast is available for $5 a month at JiggyJaguar.info. Selected editions will appear on iHeartRadio. In fact, this edition will appear on iHeartRadio as soon as we get off the air. 50-plus AM FM stations in the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Network. We're going to be doing a special panel today. We wanted to bring in uh, several of our experts uh, as 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 we join them each and every Tuesday, we've got Donald Bazella from SB Digest. We also have on the telephone Dan Perkins from TheHill.com. And also today joining us, our guest Paul Contras, who is from Wellcove Healthcare. And uh, we're going to be talking healthcare today. Before we do that, um, Don and Dan, uh, we're going to go ahead and let Paul give us a brief introduction on what Wellcove Healthcare does and, and, and kind of you know how they fit into the whole picture of the healthcare industry. Industry. Paul, go ahead and jump in there, my friend. Uh, Locove uh, is a, uh, a chain of um, skilled nursing facilities, uh, living facilities, independent living facilities, and home health agencies uh, located uh, throughout the Midwest. Our, our corporate headquarters is in Edina, Minnesota, and we have facilities in Minnesota, South Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, Nebraska, Iowa. Uh, we're now uh, entering the Kansas uh, market. We have a, we're building a 100-unit independent living facility in Shawnee Mission, Kansas, which is uh, slated to open up on November 1st. And um, so we're in the uh, in the senior care business. Now, uh, now, Dan, you 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 work in uh, you you've worked in and around that business. You've got uh, yourself your own nonprofit uh, that that helps veterans. Um, yeah. I know that you've got some 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 stuff you wanted to you wanted to ask Paul. So I'm going to let you uh, do do our do our first question here, and then we'll just uh, we'll let Don go through, and we'll uh, we'll we'll take our breaks where needed, and uh, we'll just have a great discussion here today. So Dan, go ahead and lead us off, my friend. Thank you, sir. Um, I uh, have been in uh, the money management business for 40-some years, and uh, healthcare is a, a core element. Um, I've owned uh, some of your competitors, uh, Emeritus Corporation, and I've done uh, a lot of pharmaceutical work, and um, and I, I look at what's going on to healthcare in our country, and I know that... Um, 
the thing, one of the things that you do, which is very interesting to me, uh, which I've seen probably in the last two years, at least in my influence in New Jersey and in Florida, is the is the explosion of private home health care, and not so much health care as um, in addition to perhaps health care. Uh, assistance in living and staying in their own homes. Uh, are, you, are you in that business? Well, uh, yeah, we have uh, seven home health uh, care agencies um, in uh, actually in, in Montana, but it's a, it's a very small uh, piece of our business. Uh, we, we do about uh, $200 million in revenue and um, maybe... Um, you know, less than uh, 10 million of that is, is home health. Um, so, you know, our focus, uh, um, in fact, before we did a major acquisition at the end of 2012, we didn't have any home health. Uh, you know, our focus has been, um, you know, more uh, the, the nursing home and assisted living, independent living setting. But yeah, you're right. There's a, there's huge growth in the uh, in the home health uh, market, and there will continue to be. Uh, big growth there too, um, and uh, of course there will continue to be a need for uh, independent, assisted, and skilled nursing. Also, uh, uh, you know the demographics are such that uh, just the sheer numbers of uh, the increase in the in the elderly population is going to be pretty dramatic. It really not starting until 2020. Right now, from 2015 to 2020, it's kind of the the growth. Uh, Typical growth we've been seeing in the elderly population, but in 2020, the the baby boomer uh, kind of wave, age wave, is going to hit, and there's going to be a dramatic increase in the percentage of elderly of our population uh, beginning in the year 2020. I've seen some research from the from the Census Bureau that said starting in at about 2000 January of 2012, about 19,000 people were retiring a day. And in in 20 years, uh, we will at, be adding on average the equivalent of the, the metropolitan population of Chicago to the retiree base in, in, in this nation, and it's an astronomical number of people, uh, and has implications for our our social services system, our healthcare system, and um, and I I I, I think that that. Um, there's an awful lot of people very concerned about what's going on in healthcare and the cost of healthcare, and and I know there there's some talk uh, in the uh, the political campaigns um, on the Republican side, uh, uh, repeal, repeal and replace Obamacare with something else. And um, curious if you have any thoughts on that. Oh, I'm sorry. If I have, I I, I thought you were asking our other panelists. Uh, well, right. I mean, that's that is, is uh, you know something we're all uh, you know kind of uh, on the edge of our seat about what, what what's going to happen with that. I mean, I we, we're we feel fairly certain that there probably won't be a repeal of Obamacare, and that uh, the Affordable Care Act and the and the health care reform initiatives that have been uh, uh, set in motion will uh, will continue. And you know we're trying to to embrace those uh, uh, changes and uh, you know be in a position to uh, to uh, 
kind of uh, capitalize on the opportunities they provide for, for our segment of the industry. You know, we, we think in the long-term care uh, arena that there's a lot of opportunity to uh, help uh, achieve the goals uh, of the, uh, the, the health care uh, reform initiatives, which are basically to, you know, get the costs the, you know, under control and to provide better outcomes, you know, better quality of care. And it's, uh, you know, it's about coordinating uh, the, different, the different areas of uh, health care service. And we feel that in the, you know, in the long-term care industry, we're able to provide services at a much lower cost point than the acute care, you know, the hospital setting. And so, you know, we think we're going to be able to uh, be an integral part of that, that whole process. Um, yeah. So, you know, but there is a lot of change coming, and, and it, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. So, <laughs> yeah. One of the things, that, one of the things that I see happening in New York, New York, and in in, uh, in Jersey and in Florida, is the consolidation of practices. Uh, individual doctors who are giving up their practices, or teams of doctors are giving up their practices, and they're going to hospitals. Merges of hospitals, merges of healthcare organizations. Um, so there appears to be uh, a concept of consolidation gives you scale, and scale gives you the opportunity to to be more competitive in pricing. Um, are you seeing that opportunity as far as acquisition uh, in in your niche of business um, accelerating? Well, well, yeah. What we're definitely seeing is that, yeah, the, the, I guess you know, for lack of a better uh, term, the, you know, the mom and pop operators, the uh, people who operate one or two uh, nursing homes or assisted livings, are are definitely you know kind of bailing out of the business and, and selling to larger uh, uh, chains like ourselves uh, because just you know the. Uh, the amount of change and, and the, the amount of regulation and reporting and everything that's happening is it, it's pretty pretty involved. And so, uh, yeah, there's there's definitely consolidation in the uh, in the long term care uh, business. And you know what you were saying about uh, you know the consolidation of the other healthcare services is you know that's spot on. I mean, it, it's you know the part of the healthcare uh, reform initiative is to move towards a uh, a bundled payment system, you know, whereas to, as opposed to uh, paying for, um, uh, you know, different uh, episodes or different, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, you pay for the, the whatever, the knee replacement, and then you pay for the x-rays, and then you pay for the rehab, and then, you you know, what the health care reform is moving to is that, you know, we'll, we'll give you a bundled payment uh, to take care of this group of uh, people in this uh, area or MSA or whatever, and um, you know that's uh, definitely going to uh, you know provide incentive for people to to, to consolidate and uh, and and coordinate the care uh, you know uh, better than they are now because there's a lot of disincentives now for people to you know to to bill for separate services. Uh, you know, for the profit, whereas if you, you know, kind of bring that all together and, and focus on the outcome, theoretically, it should uh, uh, improve the coordination and and bring the cost down and hopefully improve the, the outcomes. We've got, uh, yeah, 
Well, well, hold on. Let, let me let me let me do this, and then I'll let let you ask your your last question there, Dan. Eighteen minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us today here on our big broadcast here on iHeartRadio. We've got Dan Perkins from TheHill.com. We've got Donald Mazzella from SB Digest with us today. We've also got Paul uh, Contras with us today from from Wellcove uh, Healthcare. Now, uh, Dan, go ahead and jump back in there with your last question. Yeah, I was just uh, the thing I wanted to ask uh, uh, follow up on one of your points, sir, was that. You talked about the explosion of the, of the retirees, especially coming after 2020. Um, are you are you finding and are you concerned about finding the human resources to staff your facility, but with so much growth coming? Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're, we're, that's 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 probably our number one challenge uh, right now. You know, so let alone the. Uh, uh, five years from now, um, that's that's what it's all about. You know, it's, our uh, our goal is to provide uh, you know the best customer service we can, and and the way we do that is by having the best employees that we can, and having them be as as happy and satisfied, and and that you know translates to good customer service, and and you know it's it's a, it's it's really a challenge. I mean we're. Uh, in, in a lot of our, uh, well, all of our skilled nursing facilities, you know, we're, we're limited by government reimbursement. You know, the majority of our uh, revenue comes from either the state or the feds, you know, Medicaid or Medicare. And so, you know, I mean, we, we're, we're, you know, to stay profitable, we're, we, we can, uh, you know, only pay uh, what we can afford to pay to our, uh, our employees. Obviously, we have to be competitive uh, with other similar facilities in the area, um, but uh, you know it's it's a it's a it's a constant challenge, and and it's not all about money. Obviously, about what you pay them on an hourly basis. Uh, it's you know a lot of it's about management and and just you know treating them right and and making them feel appreciated and and uh, giving them a rewarding uh, job, but. Uh, that you know, that's definitely our biggest challenge is is, is you know recruiting uh, and re- and retaining uh, quality employees. Thank you. Uh, I have some follow up hopefully after uh, after Don. Go ahead, Don. Now, Don, jump in there, my friend. I know you've got some questions. Well, uh, I'm I'm here in Minneapolis. Uh, my mother-in-law is today celebrating her 80th uh, birthday, and she. Uh, what I'm struck by is uh, she's had a, a series of debilitating illnesses, and now she has a hospital bed in her home, and she has uh, uh, workers, uh, health people coming in uh, on a regular basis. Uh, it was interesting, the Minneapolis Star on Sunday was a story about the fact that uh, uh, elderly uh, people are being the caregivers for their uh, spouses, and that's a problem. But what I'm struck by is the difference in quality of the home health aid here in uh, Minneapolis versus the home health aid that I'm seeing in New York and New Jersey, where I normally live. And uh, the quality of care here uh, in Minnesota seems to be at a higher level than the quality of care uh, that I'm seeing in, uh, uh, in the Northeast. Uh, you say your headquarters is in Dinah. I'm I literally pass in Dinah on the way to her house where I am right now, and I'm just uh, struck by um, uh, the fact uh, of, of the 
quality and, and the differences in it, uh, in what's being done and how it's being done. Uh, doctors, the doctor made a house call yesterday, something you don't find in New Jersey anymore. And uh, it's the changing face of health care, but also I think it's uh, very much a geographical uh, uh, problem as well. It seems that it's better here in the Midwest where you are than we have in the Northeast. Yet uh, I'm told that the uh, uh, reimbursements are the same in the Northeast as they are here in Minneapolis. Um, but there wasn't a question there, it was a statement. And I guess my only question is, you're seeing that as well? Well, uh, you know, uh, that, that's why I'm in the Midwest. <laughs> I, know, I really like the Midwest. I mean, I've, uh, in, in previous lives, operated all over the country and, you know, California, you know, Florida, um, not in New York, uh, but, um, you know, I know it sounds cliche, but I, I, there's just a certain um, positivity and, and, and uh, just kind of a higher level of work ethic, I find, you know, when uh, we're dealing with people in the Midwest. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's people that are not in the Midwest that would argue with that. And, but, you know, that's the way I feel about it. And, and um, you know, I can't speak to uh, whatever home health agencies that you've experienced in, in, um, in New York. But, uh, uh, you know, we have very, uh, I, or I just personally have had very good uh, experience with, uh, um, you know, employees in general in, uh, you know, Minnesota, South Dakota, all those Midwest areas that we're in, uh, versus maybe some other, uh, areas in the country that I've, that I've, that I've operated in. And as far as reimbursement, um, you know, I mean, the reimbursement's kind of, kind of, kind of matches, you know, some states are, are, are far behind others, but, you know, pretty much all states, the Medicaid program does not really cover your costs and the way you, you, you know, you're, it's really subsidized by the Medicaid program, subsidized by the Medicare program and the private pay uh, patients. Um, so that's, you know, it's like I say, it's a, it's a, it's a fairly tight, uh, business, you know, our, our margins in the in the um, long term care business, you know, we're we're happy to to make a five percent, you know, margin after all is said and done, uh, and you know, anywhere in the three to five percent range. So it's not like, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of uh, margin for error, you know. Uh, but uh, my my general impression though is that the the, the rates as far as the Medicaid and uh, reimbursement rates in the uh, uh, New York would be much much higher than they would be in in Minnesota. But then, on the other hand, I think uh, the cost probably would be lower in Minnesota than uh, than they would be in New York. So uh, maybe the margin is about the same. Well, there's no question that the customer service here in Minneapolis, uh, at just every every level, seems to be at a different level than what was what we're used to in New York and New Jersey. I mean, coming here is uh, <clears throat> almost heaven compared to, to some of the things that have happened. Uh, uh, I've, like Dan, I follow health care, but in a different way. Uh, we're involved with health savings accounts. And, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing marked differences in the usage of the, uh, the accounts and in the, uh, 
uh, the payment schedules here in the in the uh, uh, in the Midwest versus uh, the East and the West Coast. But let me go to a, um, something that Dan brought up. Uh, he mentioned the consolidations, and that um, happened. We're talking to a lot of doctors here in Minnesota, and they all seem to be uh, uh, giving up their individual or even group practices and uh, going in with hospitals. Is that a trend you're seeing as well? Well, you know, that, that, I'm in the, in the uh, you know long-term care business, so it's, uh, I'm not in the in the acute hospital business or the uh, physician practice business, but that's definitely what I'm hearing is that uh, that is where things are moving. Uh, that's, you know, uh, kind of the uh, more popular um, route that uh, a lot of physicians are taking. And, and like I say, it has a lot to do, I think, with the, the new health care uh, reform initiatives that are, are, are you know, kind of uh, reshaping how... Uh, payments are made uh, to providers. Well, um, what do you think are the challenges you face over the next five years with your business? Well, uh, you know, I, like I said, one of the big challenges is, is just, uh, you know, recruitment and retention of uh, quality employees. And that's always really been the case in, in, in my business, so that's, I guess, nothing new. But, uh, um I guess you know, kind of dealing with uh, the the um, these uh, pending uh, changes resulting from uh, the uh, the healthcare reform initiatives and the, and the bundled payments. That that's that's you know we're going to be getting to a point too where the we're going to get reimbursed in a in a one payment that's going to go to pay for the care both at the acute hospital. And the physician and the skilled nursing facility setting, you know, in the rehab setting, and so we're going to have to, uh, you know, be able to work with and coordinate with the other um, providers, you know, the acute care providers, and, and so on and so forth, and uh, you know, also the uh, the advent of managed care is is, is going to be increasing, um, you know, significantly as a far as a percentage of our, our payers, and uh, so, you know, and, and also the, just the, the whole IT, you know, information technology, just to be able to, you know, keep up with all the demands and uh, and, and the increasing regulations. Uh, so, I mean, you know, we, <laughs> we got a lot, I, I could probably keep going on and on, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of, lot of uh, moving parts and a lot of balls that we got up in the air that... Uh, we're going to have plenty of uh, plenty to keep us busy uh, in the coming years. Well, how can we help you educate uh, the consumer to better understand what you offer and what other people offer? Um, well, I, I you know I think there's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of pretty helpful uh, avenues now as far as uh, the. Um, you know, I guess maybe a lot of it's through the internet now. You can, you know, and you, you know, you see uh, commercials now about the uh, the services like a place for mom, and and you know, there's, um, uh, you know, I think a lot of potential sources for people to get online and 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 talk, or you know, 
talk to people either on the phone and, and explain the situation with their their loved one, you know, their mother or their father or whatever, and uh, and uh, you know find the uh, the appropriate setting. We've got uh, a great, great healthcare panel with us today. Thirty minutes after the hour, we've got uh, Paul Contras with us today. We also have Donald Mazzella and Dan Perkins. Um, Dan, do you have any follow-ups there off of uh, do. Don's I, Don's questions? I, do. uh, I serve on the President's Advisory Council to a small liberal arts college in Nashville, Tennessee, which is dominated by a school of nursing and has been for many, many decades. It's really a school of nursing with a liberal arts side, of it, side order. Um, but when I, in speaking with the president of the college, what she tells me, uh, in the state of Nashville, the state of Tennessee, that uh, in that state alone, by 2020, the city, the, the, the state of Tennessee will have a shortage of registered nurses of over 15,000 in one state, and you're in the in the in the uh, area of where you're hiring in some of your facilities professional staff uh, nurses with uh, master's degrees or or whatever. Um, skilled nursing is even more difficult to find than just uh, general service personnel. And as I understand, um, this whole problem of a shortage of both doctors and nurses is going to exaggerate as we get to that 20, 20th year you're talking about, if not sooner, because of all the consolidation in healthcare, um, the the change in compensation for the professional staff is, uh, I don't say forcing people out, but but making people decide to uh, retire early. So what are you what are you doing about the challenges of finding professional staff? Well, um, you know, we I I uh, like I said before, that that is our big challenge. What are we doing about it? We're we're uh, you know, kind of working with um, our we have recruiters that we that we have hired uh, for different regions uh, of the um, of the company, and um, uh, you know, I mean, we're we're basically doing everything we can to get the the wage rates up to where they need to be to be competitive. Uh, and uh, you know, I guess I, I'm th- maybe you're asking more: Are, are we doing anything, uh, you know, uh, to increase? The level of interest of people wanting to enter the industry, uh, become nurses or whatever. And I, I guess I, you know, it, it's uh, we're kind of focused on our own situation, just trying to hire those people. And you know, what you're saying is very concerning, uh, like a, a big pending uh, nurse shortage. And uh, uh, you know, although I have to say, I, I got into business in, in 1984, and uh there's always been some like just pending uh, crisis looming on the horizon and and I've been through a number of uh, you know severe nurse shortages 
that have it's, it's it's somewhat cyclical. That's been my experience. Now I don't know if that will uh, be that way again, but I mean there there uh, was probably two or three over the last you know thirty years, two or three where oh my God, there's this huge nurse shortage, and what happens is you know you you end up uh, increasing the compensation. And, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of comes back around and then, and, uh, I, I, you know, uh, it, it kind of, uh, like, a, it, 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 uh, the market correct, corrects itself. Um, uh-huh. so, you know, I mean, I, I guess that's where, you know, what I'm, uh, you know, if you ask me, what are we doing about it? I, I, I'm hoping that that's what's going to happen, you know, as far as my, my company, I'm trying to make our, Wage rates and our company as attractive as possible uh, as an employer to to get the quality of people. But you're you're right. It's it's you know uh, long term care. You know there's a certain stigma about you know nursing home working in a nursing home versus working in an acute hospital, and, and it takes a special kind of person uh, with a special kind of compassion, I think, to work uh, as a nurse in a nursing home. And uh, I would agree. So, I would agree. You know. One of the things I've heard recently is that uh, uh, the areas that you're not not operating in, but it may be affecting your availability of personnel, is that some of both uh, the West Coast and the East Coast major cities are offering bounties for nurses to come to work in California or New York or Massachusetts or Rhode Island. Uh, Are you seeing that in the Midwest? You mean some people leaving the Midwest because of bounties on the West Coast or East Coast? You know, right. I, I haven't really. Right. Yeah, no, I not. I haven't really heard that. You know, but I'm not saying that's not happening. But I, I just, I, I haven't heard that from any of our people. Uh, so not personally, I haven't heard that. No. Okay. Did you want to ask another question, Don? Well, I was going to say uh, I addressed a hundred young, a hundred some odd young. Uh, graduates uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I asked them the question, uh, what field did they want to go into? And after uh, computers, uh, a majority of the people wanted to go into health care. What do you think is the best way of preparing for jobs in health care coming up for our young people? Well, I, yeah, I think you know, getting a uh, uh, a nursing uh, education or what, well, whatever it is they want, if they want to go to med school or yeah, I, I think just going to the traditional uh, uh, institutional uh, education programs is is probably the best way to get into healthcare. Are you seeing more and more of the people that you're recruiting, uh, as Don's talking about education, are nurses? Who have their RN and then are going on for physicians' assistants? Well, um, you know that that may be the case. With and I guess I'm not close enough to the. You know, I'd have to ask my VP of Human Resources and some of her recruiters or some of our our uh, regional management people. Um, maybe there's a number of nurses in our facilities right now that are going to go on and get their physician assistant. Um, uh, you know, credentials or whatever, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I can't really say. I mean, that might be more common for, for nurses that go to work in a, in a, in a, you know, a physician practice and are working with a, you know, primary care physician or some sort of specialty physician and then they, 
do that. Right. I don't know if that's typical coming out of the, uh, the nursing home uh, setting, but uh, I can't say for sure. Do you, do you have uh, doctor uh, uh, capabilities in each of your nursing homes, or is it, out, is it done on a, on a contract basis, or... Are they actually working? Yeah, we, we, well, we, have, we definitely have a medical director for each facility, which is a, a physician, uh, you know, that will have a relationship with the local hospital and, you know, comes in and, and um, does rounds on a periodic basis in the, in the facility. Um, and in a few of our facilities, we actually do have, um, uh, you know, physicians on staff, but that's more the exception uh, than the rule. We have maybe... Um, you know, over like 50, 60 facilities. I think we only have that at maybe, oh, I don't know, three or four facilities. So, uh, but yeah, obviously each of the patients have their own uh, uh, position that uh, you know they're they're dealing with, and um, and uh, as as things kind of evolve in the, in the long-term care business, and and we're moving to be provide services more like an acute care hospital, uh, you know, uh, did an acute care setting maybe 20 years ago. I mean, now we, we've got, uh, you know, ventilator-dependent uh, residents. Uh, we have a, a uh, traumatic brain injury program uh, in our uh, facility in Red Wing, Minnesota, which, you know, that, that services uh, residents of all ages, and we have a, uh, uh, a physician there full-time, uh, Dr. Carroll, who's you know, one of the kind of leading experts in, in, the, in the traumatic brain injury uh, field. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, you know, he's, that's his program. He's there every day and he works full time. And so, that, you know, we're, uh, the long-term care business is definitely uh, kind of moving to embrace more um, acute uh, services. And as we do that, it'll be more and more common to have uh, physicians on staff. Right. If you look at your um, at your practice uh, uh, or your business, I guess is a better way. Maybe practice is okay to say it too, because you are in the medical field. If you look at your facilities across the, your your business mix, do you do you take um, Medicaid patients? Oh yeah, the, 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 you know the the, tip, the typical nursing home in, in the country where the where I could say the the uh, if you look at all sixteen thousand skilled nursing facilities in the country, um, the percentage there's like an average percentage breakdown uh, and it's about two thirds Medicaid. I mean it's about 60 five percent Medicaid, uh, maybe five to ten percent Medicare and the rest uh, private or managed care. So yeah, I mean Medicaid is a is a, a huge part of our um, revenue in our patients. That, that being the case, and, and your expectation of an explosion of, of potential customers for you after 2020, uh, can the Medicaid fund handle an explosion of, of patients coming into your institutions? Well, all yeah. of your industry. Right. I mean, that, that you know, that's uh, that's the big uh, the big question. But then that same question has been there, like I say, for uh, for the last twenty, thirty years. And there's always um, gloom and doom predictions that oh no, you know, there's, we're just not gonna uh, you know we're gonna bust the bank and and uh, and 
And that is the big challenge, is to figure out how we're going to uh, be able to, to pay for all the care that all these elderly people are going to require. And, you know, uh, it's a matter of kind of uh, evolving and, and adapting and, and, and getting more creative uh, with how we provide the service and, and, and bringing the cost down. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, the market will will kind of uh, uh, determine how that, you know, how that all flops out. And, and uh, I, like I said, I don't have a crystal ball, I can't tell you, but, but that, you know, that's going to be, uh, you know, kind of front and center in, uh, I think, on the political agenda and in the healthcare agenda as far as, uh, you know, how we deal with these, uh, uh, these increasing costs. Yeah, my, I guess my concern is that, that while I agree with you that there's been discussion and a lot of rhetoric about Medicare and Medicaid and, and Social Security over the last 30 years, uh, in that block of time, that 30 years, we have not seen uh, what is about to be an enormous explosion of people coming into the age sector where they're going to need uh, to dwell upon those resources, whether it's uh, Medicare, Medicaid, or Social Security. And my concern is that that overwhelming uh, explosion of baby boomers coming into that marketplace, uh, we don't we don't have apparently enough money under our under our Medicaid programs to pay for certain drug treatments uh, because it's too expensive, uh, and we're going to let people uh, linger and die because we can't afford to pay for that. Uh, that's a whole separate issue. But what we're talking about is we've spent a little bit of time talking about the human resources uh, necessary to staff for this coming wave, and, that's, and I think that's a fair characterization, a wave of hundreds of thousands, if not tens of millions of, of retirees that are going to hit that system. But I'm also concerned about the, the resources, the financial resources, uh, to uh, not only fund through Medicaid, but for you and organizations like yourself getting the necessary capital to expand your businesses uh, to provide facilities for this wave that's coming. Are you finding that difficult? Um, well, boy, I tell you, yeah, that's a, real, that's a real good question. It's something that probably, you know, if anything keeps me up at night, that's, that's one of the things is, you know, you know, how is this all going to uh, um, flop out? You know, with the you know, you get this huge increase in um, demand, and uh, you know, it, at some point, you know, there's got to be uh, a reckoning. Uh, you know, we could, I guess, we could get even more uh, philosophical or political and start talking about our 17 trillion dollar deficit <laughs> that the federal government has, and that and at what point um, do we make some major changes and in, in, in concessions and benefits to whatever to, to turn the ship around? And, um, uh, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, we're, we're managing uh, with what they're reimbursing us uh, with right now. And, uh, you know, uh, I guess uh, I don't really know what to tell you as far as we know what's going to be, how, what's going to happen five to ten years from now. Um, 
other than, like I say, and, and you make a very good point. I, I, when I say, yeah, well, I've, we've been dealing with these uh, uh, kind of pending crises and we've managed around them for the last 30 years. Uh, but, yeah, there is a difference. You're right. In the next 10, 20 years, there's going to be uh, that uh, staggering kind of growth that we haven't seen in the past. So right, uh, right. I don't know. Well, you know, that's interesting if you look at, uh, on a parallel, uh, look at what's going on uh, in the Euro Union with Greece and the $340 billion that Greece is in debt to the, to the European bankers and other organizations all over the world, uh, primarily funding entitlements. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have much mm-hmm. of a navy or an army. They're spending a huge percentage. They're... they're their income to GDP is about uh, uh, their debt to GDP is about 177 percent. So um, they they finance the needs of the of providing the entitlement programs for their citizens by the process of borrowing money. Not much different than what we are doing uh, in the United States. Only ours is 18 trillion dollars as opposed to 340. But my concern is that at some point in time there's only so much money to go around. And what bothers me, what, what concerns me, especially about healthcare, uh, is the idea that at some point in time, there's only so much money to go around and we're going to have to make resource decisions that um, are probably not gonna be pleasant, uh, yet are, that are gonna be necessary. And um, I, I look at organizations like yourself who are trying to provide a quality product and service to a constituents uh, sees a huge wave potential of opportunity coming but at the same time knowing that with 65 percent or so if I understood you correctly of your patients in your facilities are Medicaid patients that that fund isn't going to be there forever so I don't know where this is going to shake out but it's a business that there's a huge need but there could be finding ourselves in very limited resources. Well, I can't argue with that. <laughs> That's awesome. Can I go sideways from? Yes, Don, jump in there. Um, you know, I sit on a medical marijuana dispensary board in New Jersey, and one of the uh, issues we face: uh, over fifty percent of our uh, patients are. Uh, people on Medicare, Medicaid, or retired. And uh, one of the things that we're, that we're trying to do is uh, 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 permit them, uh, permit us to dispense medical marijuana in uh, nursing homes and assisted living, et cetera. Have, have you, uh, uh, and now there's 26 states that permit it, are, are you de- uh, dealing with this at all? I'd be curious, and I know it's uh, off the topic, but uh, something that's uh, of great concern to me and to other people. You know, I, I we haven't had that uh, issue come up. Well, my question in, is, in are you dealing with medical marijuana at all in your facilities? Well, you know, I I, I'm, I guess I'm probably the wrong person to ask. Now you got me curious. I'd have to ask my uh, my my uh, chief operating officer, some of their our uh, operating people, uh, to see if that had. I I 
I haven't heard about it, but that doesn't mean it. I guess it hasn't happened or isn't happening. So, uh, but I know if it was a big deal, I guess I would have, you know, I would have heard about it if there was, uh, you know, a, a major push or a lot. If it was coming up a lot, I'm sure I would have heard about it. So I, I tend to think it hasn't been a, uh, you know, happening a lot or a big issue in any of our facilities. Well, I, I just thought, I just thought I'd ask. Yeah. How do you think the changes under Obamacare have affected your business and the future of your business? Well, I, I guess what I was trying to uh, say earlier is that, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunity for us you know, in, in the, uh, the long-term no, case. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, because I, I, I think we're... Uh, we're a little more used to uh, providing care at lower reimbursement rates uh, than, say, the acute care hospitals or, or uh, you know, certain whatever physician practices or whatever. And, you know, we, we've had to really kind of, uh, uh, you know, mind our, uh, our, our, you know, tight margins for, for ever since I've been in the business. So we're, that's, that's an environment that we're comfortable with, and I think we're going to be able to uh, help uh, bring down costs and still provide quality care. And so I think it's uh, it's it's going to it's an area of opportunity for us. Do you think that um, that as uh, we get deeper and deeper into Obamacare um, and we continue to see this consolidation, there's some rhetoric out there that says that what ultimately the president was trying to do, and hopefully if Hillary gets in, she'll complete it, is single payer, that we basically move the whole medical system under Medicare and get rid of uh, private private pay and, and the insurance companies and just make it a, a single government program. Uh, would that make it an even more difficult environment for you to work in? Wow. That's a, that's a great question, and, and one I'm... Two in one I, show. I, wow. Yeah, I don't really have the, I guess, the expertise or the, uh, you know, I, I don't even want to venture a guess on that. I mean, I, I, okay. I, 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 I yeah, I, I have, I don't, I really have, you know, I don't know if I had to, if I had to guess, I would say there's, there's, uh, that's certainly not out of the realm of possibilities, you know, that it, it could definitely uh, you know, definitely be moving in that direction. Although, um, boy, I don't know. That's that's a tough one to call. Good. Uh, are you? Uh, don't feel like a lone ranger. We, 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 we all feel that way. <laughs> are you? Yeah. Are you? Uh, you're not a public company. No. Are you contemplating no. that? No. Okay. No, 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 I don't, I don't, I, 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 I'm, uh, uh, you know, the plan would be to, to, uh, my partner and I would really probably will, uh, just, uh, at some point, uh, sell the company. Uh, the, uh, the, the idea of going public is just, uh, too much brain damage for us. Too much reporting. Yeah. Yeah, too much. I have I had a uh, an institutional client that had been a private company for seventy five years, and somebody convinced them that they should 
they should go public with a very small percentage of their company. And within four years, they bought it all back and went private again because the, the pressure uh, from the analysts about what are your quarterly earnings going to be, it changed the whole philosophy of the company from making long-term decisions to making short-term decisions. And uh, they, their business suffered. So they just said this was this was a mistake. we got to get out of it. So um, I applaud you for, uh, for trying to build uh, your own little uh, business. What are your expansion plans? I know we uh, right we we have um, we have a few deals that we're you know we've got in the hopper that we're looking at uh, and uh, you know if the right opportunity a large opportunity comes along we we will definitely entertain the possibility but uh, uh, you know right now we're just trying to kind of fine tune and tweak our existing operations and. Uh, we're going to be very selective about any future uh, acquisitions. So is growth going to come through acquisition or uh, uh, growth on your own by uh, building your own facilities in other parts of the country, uh, expanding your footprint, or by buying uh, facilities and and then rebuilding them? I, I probably the majority of growth, uh, as it uh, has been uh, up to this point, is in acquisitions. Uh, uh, you know, we, we have a few, we've built a few facilities. We've got one under construction, like I said, in uh, Kansas. Mm -hmm. um, um, but, uh, no, we're not going to be under any huge uh, new construction uh, uh, program, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do them uh, selectively as we move along, and, and uh, probably the majority of our growth will come from um, acquisition. You know, I, I, I have one last question, and then I'll let Don go to finish out the program. You know, one of the things that we we, we don't hear as much of it as we used to, or, or maybe it's not being reported, but there has been uh, some reports in New Jersey uh, about uh, abuse of the patients in nursing homes. Do you, do you see that as a diminishing problem or with the increase of patients coming in over the next five to ten years? Would you expect that to be an even bigger challenge because of your, of the personnel that you're trying to get a hold of? Well, I tell you, I, I I mean that's something that we just don't tolerate, and I I just don't see that as a uh, as a a big problem uh, for us. But now, you know, the industry in general, I, I, I if anything, I, no, I see it as a diminishing uh, issue because the um, the you know the regulatory environment is just getting more and more um, it's just we're getting more and more uh, regulations and, and scrutinized you know more and more all the time so I, I you know the you know the, the possibility of that happening and, and a facility continuing to operate are it's, it's really um, not that uh, likely anymore. I mean, it does, I, mean, I know it does happen, but um, I, I see that as uh, less, I see that diminishing. Okay, super. Well, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you for joining us uh, from, from my standpoint, and um, I'm glad I was able to ask you a couple of good questions, and uh, I wish you luck uh, with your business, and uh, you're in a business that I think is extremely uh, uh, attractive as far as the business model, and you're in many facets of it. And I wish you all the best financial success. 
Well, thank you very much. I, I sure appreciate that, and and vice versa is very enjoyable. And actually, all your questions were good. <laughs> but the ones that really stunned me, I, I maybe said were good, but they were all very good questions. Well, Don, do you have anything to uh, to, to to ask our guest as as we go here, my friend? Don, are you still there? Don, are you still there, my friend? <laughs> we may have lost Don. <laughs> I think we've lost him. Well, uh, let, let, let's do this. Let's wrap up here. With, uh, my thanks to Donald Mazzella from SB Digest and also uh, our good friend, Mr. Dan Perkins here. Dan, before we let you go, how do we uh, connect with you online and uh, get the books and everything else? Yeah, I, I, it's, I, is uh, our guest still on the line with us? Yes, 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 I believe Paul's still there with us. Okay. I, I'm fascinated that you, you talked about you had this gentleman who's specializing in traumatic brain injury. If you, um, if you would be so kind to, to write this address down, um, I have a foundation that treats, uh, helps treat um, active-duty soldiers and veterans for both traumatic brain injury and PTSD. And the website is Songs and Stories for soldiers dot us and if he would uh, if you take a look at that I'd love to see if there's any way I can help him in, in, in dealing with traumatic brain injury uh, and share with some of the things that we've gone through in the VA and the military hospitals and so I've given you the uh, web address of the foundation the book web the book website is Dan Perkins dot guru g-u-r-u and thanks, as always, James, for having me on, and uh, we'll look forward to talking next week. Definitely. Hey, there's Don. <laughs> He's back now. Uh, now, now, yeah. now, now, Don. Before we let everybody go, um, I, I wanted you to. Uh, did you have another question for our guest before we let him go for today? Well, uh, I, I finally got my book website up, donmazzella.com. Okay. That's Don, M-A-Z-Z-E-L-L-A dot com. The book's there and everything else. And uh, as usual, smallbusinessdigestmag.com. Okay. Well, uh, we, we appreciate Don today. We appreciate Dan. And, uh, Paul, before we let you go, uh, if people want to get involved with you and, and your great organization, uh, how do they get a hold of the, the, the Wellco folks? Uh, uh, the, our site is www.wellcove.com, and that would uh, have all the uh, contact information you need. Well, I thank everybody for being with us today. Thanks, guys. And uh, we will, uh, next week on our broadcast, we will have Donald Mazzella and Dan Perkins back with us. And we're going to be talking to an, an author uh, who, who wrote a book about the JFK assassination. So we'll be once again uh, with our conference line talking with uh, uh, a great, great guest next week. So I thank you guys for this week. Thank you, Paul, for coming in here and uh, answering some questions and taking some fire on some of the health care issues and uh, you, you, all three of you guys have yourself a wonderful week and we'll talk next week thank you, thank you. Take care. thank you guys, appreciate it we are going to take a time out and come back with more
bodies are piling up in Seattle from a killer that won't stay dead. Dr. Paul Powers is back in Immortal Fear, a medical thriller, hunting for a degenerate evil and trying to warn the world before high-tech medicine creates an apocalypse. But the killer is coming for Paul and the woman he loves, and time is running out. Immortal Fear, the best-selling medical thriller by H.S. Clark. Get it now at Amazon.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.